kind of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all my fellow Sky Watchers listening in live tonight on this beautiful evening here, August the 2nd, 2016. This is Sky Watchers Radio, and if you're listening live on this planet Earth, whether it's a globe, a, you know, whether it's a flat Earth, whether it's interdimensionally, whether you're intergalactically listening, I don't care how you're doing it. If you're joining us tonight, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you every single week. We love having you on with us on this journey that we take every single week right here on psn-radio.com and it's just going to be another phenomenal week joining me angel espino as always is my radio head world life mate the one and only alan weiler say hi alan hi everybody there you go and of course dcs crystal storm aka woo woo aka the best in the business oh i'm not i'm like the second best because you get first best pookie I don't think so. I, I'm turning the crown over to you, my dear. You are the oh best in the business. Goodness, that's that's a lot of pressure. Okay, I'm gonna do my best. You do your wow, best that just every week. Way so sarcastic there. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Seriously, it was good. It was good. Wow. And rounding out the uh, Skywatchers crew here is the one and the only, the ever vibrant Christopher J. Brown. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? See how vibrant he is? He's yeah, I'm no, like, what? My God, he's here. <laughs> Jesus, man, you sound like you're like about to like kick the bucket. No, okay I'm there. here. I just I didn't want to come in. And, and to, you know, I'm he's so mellow. He is like I mellow know. yellow. You guys remember mellow yellow? Oh, yeah, oh, I hated that drink. Mellow yellow. Oh, yes, that's, I do. That's, I hated that, that drink. I want the flashback now. Joining us tonight is going to be the one and only Jacob Israel, my new favorite YouTuber and uh, somebody that I, I look forward to seeing his growth in YouTube and in whatever he does uh, when it comes to the media because this guy, just uh, he's awesome the way he puts out the information that he does. And he's going to join us actually a little bit earlier than normal, guys. We're not going to do the 30-minute thing where we talk you know, news and stuff uh, in the beginning of the show. We're going to go to a little bit of a commercial break here in a couple minutes, and we're going to bring him on for the first hour. And uh, the reason we're doing that is because he's a little bit under the weather, so I didn't want to keep him on you know, too long and too late. I wanted to you know, make sure we had him on for this first hour and uh, get as much time with him as possible. And uh, he's being very gracious to be in, you know, here with us, considering he's a little bit under the weather. I mean, this guy is just uh, phenomenal. His videos on YouTube are a ton of uh, fun to watch, just because of you know the absolute you know the absolute truth that he's putting out there in a lot of this stuff. But also, you know, the way he presents the message, uh, it really uh, connects with my with myself personally. I don't know if you have all been watching his videos as closely as I have, but he's been talking about a lot of stuff that I, when I look at his videos, I'm like, I've been saying that for years, man. Finally, somebody else is saying it. Oh, 
Oh, it's like your friend. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like I found a soulmate in this guy. It's it's amazing. Yes, you're he's, like YouTube soulmates. That's awesome. Okay. Yes, because you know, the, the, here's the thing. There's a lot of stuff that he's talking about when it comes to like CERN, you know, religion, and uh, this, he's all over the place in the subjects that he's talking about. But he is so on point with a lot of things he says that really just uh, completely hooked me in. And I love his channel. Highly recommend you guys look him up, Jacob Israel on YouTube. You're gonna love his videos, and uh, he has a rich story that we're gonna talk about here. His background is very interesting so I, i've been you know i've been looking forward to this interview for for weeks now guys you have you have you've been totally weeks. stoked about it you really have so yeah. Yeah. i mean All let's right. just put it this way i've been uh talking about this uh you know behind the scenes for a few weeks now you guys know here and fanboying uh, fanboying fan completely out completely out and when you guys see some of the videos and you start seeing some of the information he's putting out there you're gonna be like yeah that's that's Makes sense. A lot of the stuff makes sense. We're going to go over some of the videos that he's put out dealing with like CERN and the Mandela effect. Uh, also with uh, Planet Eris, which uh, I, as soon as I heard about Planet Eris, which Eris. is. Isn't that from Voltron? No. Planet Eris is a planet that they found. <laughs> it, was. Far... it was Planet Eris. Where the Whatever. It's from Voltron. I doubt that. But anyway, just because you said it, I, I, I doubt it. But this is a planet that, that NASA found is beyond Pluto. And uh, they sent, of course, you know, the uh, mission that went by Pluto and took all the photos a few months back. Well, now it's uh, going to go and observe planet Eris. And one of the things I've been saying for a long time was, you know, the, given the data coming back from, uh, from this planet, it looks to me like this might be Nibiru. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I had not heard. Is, that, is it that big? It, well, that isn't that big. It's on an ellipt- elliptical orbit, just like the Nibiru supposedly right. is, right? Right, And right. when you look at the, the math and the science and the data behind this thing and the fact that we're actually sending a probe out to see it, makes you think that this might actually be Nibiru. That could I mean, be cool. Yeah, I mean, and, and, we've been saying that there's something out there, and we've been saying that for a very long time, so there's no reason why this body couldn't be it. So yeah, and I, I'm sold. So is the Mayan calendar? Pretty off. <laughs> It's pretty Well, I don't know. Off. Well, time out. Time out. Is the Mayan calendar off or is our calendar off? I think it's our calendar because I'm, the Mayans, yeah. I don't think we're, I don't think they were uh, compensating for things like leap year and, and you know, right, all the crazy year zero time. having like no well, year zero. There's also stellar you know. drift that might be an issue on a cause. Right. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of factors involved. So what we're going to do is now we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back in a few minutes with Jacob Israel. And uh, guys, stick around. I'm telling you, you're going to love this show tonight. This guy is awesome and i cannot wait to talk to him and stick around we'll be right back on sky watchers radio with our guest of the evening jacob israel imagine no longer being tied down to your computer but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go talk stream live introduces our first ever iphone application the talk shows you follow now follow you And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman. From the 1930s to today, news, reviews, rumors, and reports, SupermanHomePage.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com. 
Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Four thousand seven hundred thirty-four UFO sightings in 2007. by aliens or unknown species reported by American and British citizens and hundreds more unreported in 2007. Suppressed information about collisions with passenger aircraft and UFOs that has been kept from public knowledge for years and only one trusted source of information from some of the top UFO researchers in the world. Exclusive information that cannot be found anywhere else on the planet. Trusted, connected, accurate. The UFOstore.com Expand your personal library with fast shipping and instant downloadable information from the largest selection of UFO products on the internet by going to theufostore.com or call on the 24-hour, 7-day-a-week order line at 541-523-2630. The truth is out there, and theufostore.com has it. All right, everybody, we're back live on Skywatchers Radio with our guest this evening, the one and only, the best YouTuber I've seen in 2016 and probably in a very, very long time, Jacob Israel. How the heck are you, my friend? Thank you so much for being here with us on the show. Man, I'm so excited, Andy. Thank you so much for having me, man. And, you know, I, I kind of yeah. like... I, I kind of like, uh, you know, I, I don't do you service by just saying YouTuber because you're much more than that. You're an author, uh, you're a YouTuber, you're, you're, you should be like a person who goes out and gives motivational speeches, my friend. Uh, I've, I've been there, done that too, I guess. Yeah, I've done, a, I've done quite a bit. Man. I used to be the head writer for World Wrestling too. I have, I've, been, uh, I've been all over the place. I've had an exciting life. Yeah, no kidding. How did... How did you go from that to what you're doing now? Because world wrestling, that's a whole different Well, you know, i got to tell you something. I think that it was all part. I think that there is just, so, I think everybody has some kind of a plan. And, um, you know, my life started kind of kooky. My mother was, she was a, a teenage mom. I never met my father. I grew up in the projects. So for me to go from where, you know, I was, 
Um, got very, very sick when I was about 14. And I've been deathly ill for a long time. I've got um, severe Crohn's disease. Had, you know, I can't tell you how many transfusions and operations and bowels taken out. And, um, you know, I just had an interesting life. And um, so to, to get to where I am now, it's, it's kind of all worked together perfectly. You know, like when I got the job, I was very, very sick. And I was working at this place where you sell these, you know, orthopedic furniture because I was just in so much pain all the time. And I went in this one store to buy this bed. It was a Tempur-Pedic back in the day when it first came out. And I ended up getting a job there. And at the time I was doing a movie um, that I'd written with Alan King, uh, God rest his soul. He was a great comedian. And it was kind of like a big deal. And I was a young kid right out of college. You know, I was the first one in my family to do school, first one in my family to do pretty much about anything. And, um, Shane McMahon ended up buying a bunch of stuff from me, and it was just all like being in the right place at the right time. Um, I hadn't been a fan at the time, but I said, oh, yeah, you know, I love wrestling. You need a writer because he, he knew I was doing a film in town at the same time. And next thing you know, I'm the head writer of the show. Wow. And uh, their, rate, their ratings, I mean, went through the roof. Everywhere I've been has always kind of taken off. It's always been really interesting. Were you um, the writer during the Attitude Era that they had on on Raw? I came in. I came in right after Vince Russo left between okay. 19, 1999 to two thousand and one. That's when the ratings were the highest, mind yep. you. Yep. <laughs> I just want to point that out. I brought in the uh, the sky. I think that there was something. I don't think it's me. I think that there's just something um, involved in life where you know we all kind of have this little purpose and plan, and um, it's been an exciting ride. And, and then from where I went from there, I, you know, I was also the, uh, from going there, I was like the head writer of like the largest faith-based television network in the world. And how I got that job was because the owner was a huge WWE fan. No kidding. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I got to tell you, when I got there, I thought that I was, um, it was like, <laughs> it was like one of these things just doesn't belong here. You know, it's kind of like I knew that I was there for a reason. But I knew that, you know, my core values and beliefs were very, very different than a majority of, um, you know, uh, you could say the faith-based television network world. And uh, so it's interesting. It's kind of, you know, you're brought to these places for a reason. And uh, it's definitely all kind of molded me into what I'm doing right now. It's, It's really amazing when you sit back and you think about it. Like even you being on the air right now with your amazing, uh, you know, co-hosts, Everybody, we've all had this remarkable life that's brought us to this moment, this this one moment when we all come together for this short period of time. And, man, think about what's next. That's crazy, you know. That's, yeah, that's, you're, you're, that's, you're not kidding. It, it, it is crazy because I've met all these folks in uh, different parts of my life, and we all have all come together, and now we've been doing the show for a couple of years now. Uh, and, it, and it's true. It's almost like things are happening because they're meant to happen and your life kind of has that same kind of a like a feel to it like every step is kind of like it's meant to be what's happening to you right you know i used to have this i used to have this interesting philosophy um and it was always it was always a juxtaposing these two positions it's it's either a you know um i'm in control of things or b i have absolutely no control of things and I'm just kind of going along with the plan. Now, I, I've come to the realization that, uh, you know, this conscious man, this conscious mind that is Jacob Israel um, is much smaller than my subconscious mind, which is 
sort of in control of everything and filtering out what my conscious mind doesn't need to know, right? So if I use that as um, kind of a, a springboard, you can understand how this mortal man is definitely not in charge, that there is something behind and, um, and within and throughout, that is. And, but for a long time, you know, the question was, you know, for years you said you were going to do this, and then you did it. For years, you said you were going to do this, and you did it. So are you just saying it, and it becomes? Or did you know ahead of time? Or, you know, is it all just kind of part of the plan, and maybe you just, you know, you skipped ahead a couple of chapters? I don't know. Because years ago, I wrote an article saying where I'd be right now with my book coming out at this very moment. I said that all of a sudden, out of the blue, I don't know how it was going to happen. I wrote an article called um, uh, Inspiration Rules, where I was trying to come up with, you know, creative ways to give God a new name, <laughs> as if God needs a new name, right? Right. Um, but, it, but how do you describe God? And I, I, I thought, you know, inspiration was just the just such a beautiful word, I thought, because we're all inspired, you know. And um, so, I, so I wrote this article, and I, I had said that, you know, the dream of um, reaching the world and, and, you know, and changing it is, is, is it's, it's not a crazy dream. You know, it's not a crazy dream to say that you were put on this planet to do great things. It's not a crazy dream. It's just that most people don't dream that big. Most right. people don't yeah. have a vision for themselves. You know, so if I had said to you, you know, well, the reason I'm on the show is because I'm on this path and wait till everybody knows who I am because, you know, there's something that I must do. I don't really know what that is but I'm just along for the ride and I know it's coming, you know, now is that, is that an insane thing to say? Uh, well, somebody who says they want to be a doctor and, you know, I'm going mm. to med school and I'm going to, you know, it's, it's just, it's a grander vision of, of who, um, who I desire to be. And I believe that that great passage that God gives you the desires of your heart, what you desire to be um, is there for a reason. And that's why you shouldn't take that name in vain. You shouldn't take this desire, this idea of what you're going to be and you shouldn't waste it. The word, you know, taking God's name in vain doesn't mean saying God damn it. it. It means that you're taking the nature of love. You're taking the nature of creation. And you don't take it for nothing. Vanity is nothing. So you don't take it for nothing. You don't take it upon yourself. And then you don't, you know, utilize it. You utilize it. You become one with it. And um, so my life has kind of been about becoming one with whatever that creative force is. You know, that creative force that is within us all. I don't know what happened. Did, we, did I lose you all of a sudden? No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> you're you're fine. You're fine. The other the other the, uh, one of the co-hosts here is having a little issue, but don't worry about him. <laughs> Jacob, I love so, everything uh, you just said. I just want you to know that I just had to chime in there. That was that was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I, and I'm still I'm still looking at the Mucinex Fast Max nighttime cold and flu and trying to figure out where, <laughs> where they. I'm like I'm I'm talking and I'm looking like where are the directions? I have the like little cup in my hand. I'm like, do I take two teaspoons or is it one? Tea? I think it's two, but you never know with these things. And I don't want to, you know, I, I have a little bit of a cold. <laughs> I have a little bit of a cold. <laughs> So anyway, take, take it for somebody who's almost OD'd on Musinex in the last couple of weeks. Right, and on right, right. <laughs> it's I saw great your stuff. picture. I saw the picture of you when you were you were doing the. Um, I was looking through your photos. You you were really sick, huh? 
Oh, you have no idea, man. I I, I was in the hospital for a couple of days, and oh um, man, it, what scared me. The, and here's the the crazy thing. And let's talk about coincidences for a second. Uh, my mother passed away on March of this year of uh, cancer, and, and she had pneumonia as she passed away. Uh, her right. pneumonia is what really killed her. You know, the cancer gave her pneumonia and that made her pass away. Uh, when I got sick, I, you know, at first I didn't think it was going to be anything. I thought it was going to be just a cold. Uh, right. When it got really bad, I went to the hospital and the first thing the doctor told me was, "It's a good thing you came in because you're you're um, you're developing pneumonia." Oh my god! And that what I had like was brought. Terrifying. It was completely terrifying. But here's here's the kicker. Um, and I haven't really like talked about this much on the air, but when I had uh, when I went to the doctor, you know, I have bronchitis is really what I have, but it was developing into pneumonia. And I had a dream the night before with my mother, the, you know, in the dream that she was telling me go get checked, go get checked. And wow. that's what she was. That's all she would say. She wasn't saying anything else. She wasn't trying to talk to me about you know you know anything important. She just kept saying go get yourself checked, go get checked, go get checked. And then the next day I felt really really bad. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the doctor because this is concerning me. And I went into the doctor, and sure enough, it could have been pneumonia. It could have been that bad. Uh, so you know, I don't know if maybe that's her sending me a message from the other side. Uh, maybe, maybe it's just my own subconscious. But I don't think anything happens just you know by by luck or by chance. I think things you know. The universe is funny that way. The universe is funny that way. Yep. I got to tell you, man, dreams are, um, you know, if you think that your dreams don't mean anything, you're uh, you're definitely wrong. I mean, yeah. You're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) I mean, there's, there's a reason that, like, you know, a lot of people don't even realize this, but most holy books, I mean, the scriptures. Um, like a third of the Bible has to do with dreams and visions, a third of it. And we spend a third of our life asleep. And let me tell you something about dreams. This is going to sound, um, you, you take it for what it's worth. I really honestly don't care if people believe me or not, because the bottom line is, is that um, if you paid attention to your dreams, you know, I mean, great minds like, you know, Freud. And I mean, we're, we're, it's, it's not just, you know, YouTubers or, or, or you know, <laughs> right. our radio shows. It's, um, I mean, great minds have, you know, they've, we, how many kings had astrologers and, and interpreters that would interpret their dreams? And um, my dreams have, I, I mean, I custody of my children. Uh, you know, I mean, I've had so many different dreams that have led me into places that I would have never gone had I not had the dreams and had I not paid right. attention to them. So when these things strike you, like when you, you had that dream and, and it motivated you, it was there because you, you probably weren't paying attention to the other signs. And sometimes mm-hmm. if you don't pay attention to the other signs, you've got to get a wake-up call and yep. you'll get that. You know? and, and that's the crazy thing, speaking of dreams, that's how my YouTube channel went viral all of a sudden. Mm. What? You know, and that, Tell the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, this is, this is you know, you got to understand something. I, I produced Donald Trump at the Taj Mahal many years ago. I did a show called, uh, it was Thunderbox, and um, I was the, uh, the head writer and the producer of the show, and we did, a, uh, we did an event at the Taj Mahal. Um, I've written and produced Ashton Kutcher, Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, I've, I've written for celebrities. I've hung out with Kid Rock. I've, now, none of these people would remember me. Because I've walked in and out of their lives as someone who is not, you know, famous, someone who is not um, important, someone who believes that I should live a life of service to others. And it was just interesting how I've been brought into these people's lives to see how that other side lives. 
And, um, you know, <laughs> what's weird about all this is, uh, you know, I left it all, um, which was really kind of a, a, a strange thing because I, I was so unhappy where I was working last. And, and I said, you know what, now I've learned everything that I needed to learn. Now it's time for me to basically give it away for free, you know, because everybody sells something. Mm-hmm. And um, so I started, I started, you know, for years. So I, I, I wrote this, this um, novel called The Calling. And um, I know that The Calling, and, and um, I, I, I knew for many, many years that um, it was going to be a, a bestseller, and it, it, it is a bestseller. It just hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> you know, it's one of those. Well, I'll things. tell you what. I, I just bought a copy on Amazon. I will be reading it, and I will be having you back oh, on the show so we can talk about right it on. as you're I go through the whole it. book. Yeah, you're going to love it. But but once again, it was like you know, it was it was if it wasn't for a dream, you know, mm-hmm. because I just um, I had this idea, and uh, and I was kind of inspired, and and I just knew that somehow, somewhere, all of a sudden things would connect, you know? So for the last four years, what I've been doing is I've been just writing a ton of um, essays. I have a website. Um, it's, it's a free website. I have like 300 essays I've written over the years it's called jacobisrael.com. And um, the irony is when I first published my, um, uh, the, uh, the calling, the, it was, you know, years ago. And, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't wildly successful at all. I mean, it did well, sold out of its first print, but it wasn't wildly successful. And, um, and the reason it wasn't was because I was meant to start sharing all these like crazy essays that I had been written, you know, I've been writing on the side and keeping in this, you know, folder and keeping to myself. I didn't even know why I was writing them over the years. I just write these, these like, you know, very free thinking, just kind of sit down a stream of consciousness and just, you get it out there and things just start to come together. Like, you know, I just, I always saw things in scripture a different way. Um, and, and I'll give you, I'll give you an example. I know I'm kind of all over the place, but believe me, it'll make sense. Um, <laughs> if you know anything about, if you know anything about, um, scripture, there mm-hmm. are, uh, you know, that, that the first man in the Bible, his name was Adam. Well, Adam in Hebrew means mankind as a whole. Okay. So right. we don't take, don't take one literal man, but we take all of mankind and we look at that one man as his first state, right? He was formed in the I'm dust. Sorry, the I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I got to interrupt. And uh, I, I speak sure. Hebrew, and I I study the scripture in my time in Yeshiva. You're gonna say and, you're gonna say ruddy. You're gonna say ruddy, right? Red. No, I'm gonna say that Adam or Adam does not stand Adam. for entire humanity in mankind. Man. No, it does not. Yeah. I, I don't know where you get that translation from. Uh, can, Strong's. Can you explain where? Strong's. Strong's Concordance. I'll pull Strong's, it up right now. Strong's yeah. Concordance, though, deviates from the actual scripture, and it's not a transliteration. Unfortunately, you lose some definition in the Middle Ages, and it's an interpretation based on the New King James Bible, not the original Hebrew scripture. Okay, so... Let's just call him the first man, shall we? Okay, the first man. Uh, the first man. Man. Let's, let's just go man. with the first man. Okay, the first man. man. Right? Which right. is a plural word. Really? For mankind. Yeah. Let uh, us I, make man. Let us, plural, make man in our wait, image. Our Where plural. does it say man. us? I don't know where you're getting where. where it's a monotheistic us, Bible. I'm sorry. It's monotheistic. There's no us okay, in there. It's not more is, than one person of God there. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swi- switch to something else right now. 
because right now what you're doing is you're bringing a whole lot of religion into this where it doesn't need to be. Now, no, listen, I'm going to ask you a question. Who killed sure. Jesus? Who killed uh, Jesus? Who, who, who wanted Jesus to be put to death? Who demanded his death? Uh, the, money, the money misers. Uh, in, no, 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 uh, no, 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 not the money misers. You're, okay. you're somebody who's very, very, very educated, right, in Scripture. Who wanted Jesus' death? According the to the Scriptures. The Jews. Well, wait a minute, you can't well, no, say no, Jews no. as a whole. No, I'm well, not saying Jews, I'm asking you. you. You corrected me, right? So I'm Okay, it was you. the Sanhedrin. Okay, the Sanhedrin. Okay, and, and, and who were they? They knew everything there was to know about the Torah, right? No, they were the judges of both civil and religious it matters. Was the Pharisees and, it was the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Bottom line, Pharisees, Sadducees, bottom line, the religious leaders of the day. Okay. No, the they were also the secular the, leaders of the day as well, too. Okay, great, that too. But my point, if you'd follow me, the right, religious I'll... leaders of the day, the religious leaders that, when you look at them, they went around and they're... They knew everything. They were so smart. They were correcting everybody, right? Because they had to have it right. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. But besides, you got to understand, the Sanhedrin were not the high priests of the temple. Two totally different. Oh, my goodness gracious, brother. Stay on stay on point, bro. Alan, let him make make his point. Hold on, Alan. Let him make his point. Listen, you're trying to show me how intellectual you are. I think you're. No, I'm not. No, no, no. Do me a favor. No, listen. You are. You are. And you're taking it in a whole other direction where it doesn't need to go. Just like when you stopped me before, when I was making an excellent point. Now, if you had listened, you would have learned something, and you would have been like, wow. But no, you wanted to show me how smart you are, and that's fine, brother. That's fine. Sorry, so sorry, what I'm gonna, sorry. What I'm please gonna, continue. No, I'm going to ask you. Yeah. No, listen. I want, you to, I want you to work with me here, okay? Right. Don't, sure. let your, don't let your intellectual mind get in the way of this. Would you agree with me that it was a symbol of the religious elite that said, Jesus, this guy has it wrong. We need him dead. Would you agree with me? Because pretty much everybody else, you know, in the faith would. Was it the religious minded? Yes or no? It was... was it the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Was it the people that said they knew the law better than anyone? They knew the law oh of goodness, the land. The answer, the... Oh, my God. Brother, please, just answer the question. The answer is yes. It was the religious. They said, let's put Jesus to death, okay? They said, let's put Jesus to death. Now, there's a point I'm making. That's why it's like, don't don't waste the time with the the minutia, all right? The religious killed Jesus, right? Work with me. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm taking it. I think that you are. I don't know you from Adam. Are Are you a Christian? No. Okay, are you a Jew? Probably. He is. <laughs> yes, no. okay. He is. He is. He is Jewish. Okay. Okay. My my answer to that right. is I was raised Jewish. Uh, at this point in my oh, life. Oh, so you're not I even you're not even somebody that. Okay. So you're not even. Do, do you know the story that I'm talking about right now? Yes, I do. Are you, are you fluent? With it? Okay. Good. What did Jesus call himself? He called himself three things. I'll give you the first one. The way. Right. Go on. I, I thought you were like a scholar, man. <laughs> Come on. This is Go so on. simple. This, what, is, what did he call himself? The way? Uh, uh, the way. Go on. What the else? light. There's, the light. No. No. Okay. Tell You're me. close. You're close. You're close, though. Okay, I'll just tell you. I, God, right. I thought you knew it. I thought you knew this stuff. 
Okay, Jesus called himself the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? Now let's take the man out of the equation. Let's take okay. the man Jesus out of the equation. I know it's going to be hard for you. I was trying no, to take no. the man Adam out of the equation. No, listen. Okay. I was trying to take Adam out of the equation to make a point. Because all, right. all, all scripture is given by what? Inspiration, right? And mm. the letter kills. The spirit gives life. So if I told you the story about the boy who cried wolf, and you're going to argue with me over, now let me tell you something, it was a boy, and it was a literal wolf, you're going to miss the point of the spirit of the story, because the letter kills. Don't get trapped in the letter, because you miss the spirit, and that's what gives life. So Jesus called himself the way, the truth, and the life, okay? Okay. And he was put to death, he was put to death now you're Hebrew, at a place called Golgotha. What is that in the Hebrew tongue? Hmm. That will probably be. Come oh on, listen to it all. You, no, no, no. you really, you I, really should think. not have. For, because see, the yeah. funny thing is, is that that I actually study this stuff. Like I actually, I mean, my life's work is the scriptures. Alan, okay, sometimes so it's best for you just to listen so when, instead of so interrupt. When you, I, I, I'm so when you, so I'm, when you spoke you know. up, when you spoke up, I knew you were one hundred percent wrong, and you didn't know what you were talking about. But I want you to still learn something here. So All do right. me a favor, since you don't know, just listen right now. The way the All truth right, and the listen. life was put together. You go, Jacob. Tell them. Gol no. Golgatha. Golgatha mm -hmm. in the Hebrew tongue means the place of the skull. Now it sounds familiar. Remember it now? The place of the skull. Does anybody remember this? Yep. Okay. Golgatha, right? Yep. Knock on your skull for a second, Alan. What's beneath your skull? <laughs> A pea brain. The I brain. mean, a, a brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, a very big brain. brain. A no, Alan, you are a very brain. big brain. A very big brain, right? Okay. All right. Where do we Where do we process thoughts of truth? Well, some. People I'm going to ask you again. Where do we process? Okay, in the brain. Thoughts. Thank no. you. Where is the truth put to death? Come oh, on, Alan. Grief. Where yeah, is the truth put to death? Okay. When the okay, if if the truth is put to death, it's put to death in the brain, right? Okay. The place of the skull, right? All right. Okay. Who puts who puts the truth to death, Alan? People who think they know it all. The religious. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. story, okay. bro. No, That's you're the right. Spirit it is. of the story. Okay. So okay. now that I taught you another story as to why sometimes you should listen. Okay, I'm going to go back to Adam now, because there's a beautiful message there that you're going to miss if we argue over what okay. Adam means. Look it up. It still means mankind as a whole. Okay. And what I was quoting, what I was quoting was from the Torah, which is, let us, plural, Elohim, make God in our image, plural. And he called them, plural, Adam, Adam, plural, mankind. Now, By the way, I'm, I'm Googling this, and he's actually 100% right, Alan. I know I'm 100% right, man. Right. I know I'm, I'm not going to argue. But listen. Can't argue with Google. Can't argue with nope, Google. But, but no, I actually, I'm glad, I'm glad that we did that, because you know what? There was probably a reason why we needed to get into the whole, you know, place of the skull thing. I didn't even want to talk about, like, um, Bible and stuff, because I, I, it's not about that. It's, it's deeper than that. The truth is everywhere, you know? But this is really cool, because there's two men in Scripture that we hear about. We hear about the first Adam, and he brought death into the world. 
right? Now, death is not literal physical death. It's, it's ignorance. It's the carnal mind, okay? The last Adam brings life into the world. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the last Adam. That would be Jesus. Now, I'm not going to argue over whether Jesus is a savior or there's a literal Jesus or anything else. It has nothing to do with it because I'm not caring about the boy or the wolf. I'm about the spirit of the story. Also, okay, I'm with you there. All right, all right, I'm with you there. Okay? So the first man, Adam, mankind as a whole, he's formed with the dust of the earth. Now, if you use that word dust and you search that through the scriptures, you find out that dust is equal to dead flesh. Uh, lies. They mm. call it um, lies, idolatry, uh, rebellion. There's like a lot of terms. Like when, when the Jews would, um, and I use the term Jews, I mean, it would be Hebrew, but, you know, um, when people would sin, they would, they would throw, they'd put on sackcloth and they'd throw dust on their head, right? It's a symbol of what we do where we make mistakes. We beat ourselves up with a bunch of nonsense, lies, imagination. And Adam is formed in the dust. We're all formed in lies. When we come into this world, we, like Jesus, take upon ourselves the sins of the world, the lies of the world. And where does it start? It starts with, your name is Alan. Mm -hmm. And when I ask you who you are, you say, I'm Alan. No, that's who you were told you were. And then all of your experiences and everything else formed you into this creation called whoever you are. And okay. that man is dead. Dead, dead, dying. Because by the time you're about, what, six years old, you can't even run around naked anymore. Remember, there was a time when Adam was naked and he was running around and he was not ashamed. There was a time when we could raise our middle finger and not think that we were doing something wrong. But then all of these laws took over. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm with you there. We're living in a world of lies and illusion. Now, in Scripture, there are all of these firstborn, secondborns. Adam brings death into the world. Then you have Jesus who brings life into the world, right? First Adam, last Adam. Then you have, Adam has two sons, Cain, he's a killer. And then you have Abel, he's a shepherd, just like Jesus is a shepherd. Abraham has two sons. There's, there's Esau, he's a killer, a hunter. And then there's Jacob, he's a shepherd. Yeah, I mean, all through scriptures, there's the first man and the last man. And I'm about finding and revealing the last man. It's not the okay. angel that is in the world from the past. It's not the Alan that, you know, is who he was and thinks he is. It's the Alan that is yet to come. Mm. It's the manifestation. It's the second coming, if you will. Okay. You know, in Scripture, in scripture you know, everyone's waiting for the Savior, right? You got um, right. people are waiting for, everybody's waiting for a Savior. Everybody's waiting for the return, right? As if that, you know salvation has ever really left. And what are we right. even saved from? What are we saved from? Now, here's the interesting thing. It says the truth will set you free. Well, what does the truth set us free from? Think about that. It's, it's so, it's like right in your face, but no one's ever really asked that question. A lie. We're True. saved from the lies we believe. And my hmm. God, we are just bombarded with lies. Every time we turn on the TV, every time we... We talk to somebody every time. And no matter what we do, we're bombarded by lies. Mm -hmm. It's and, true. And, it's true. And, we, and we need the truth, man. 
we need the truth. We need to be set free from it. You know. See, and, and that's um, what I, that's what I like about your videos, though, Jacob. Not to cut you off, but uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that I saw in your videos, I easily connected to because it's stuff that I've not only have you know done some research on and know to be fact, uh, know to be truth, uh, but stuff that I've been you know in my own way theorizing for a long time. Right. Uh, like the stuff with CERN, for example, the video you made about the Mandela effect with CERN. Uh, my oh, biggest man, fear when this thing. Mind. The, the biggest fear I had when they when they were working on this thing was that this could not only create a black hole and suck us all in into nothingness, but that it could open up portals <laughs> to other dimensions and bring in, uh, you know, all kinds of change and different things. Maybe fallen angels, oh maybe aliens. Who the heck knows? But it could really do some major damage. And the Mandela effect, right. which did they see some? Did they see some weird aural effect above the CERN the other week? Yeah, yeah. There was some. There was some, uh, some great, great. Great photo, right? Some really cool photo. Yeah, but but was it special effects or did it really happen? Who even knows? See that? Who knows? Thing, yeah. Right? Who yeah. even knows? That's what I think. And I got to tell you something. You know, um, I I was asked a question about these dreams, and you know, we're supposed to talk about that. And I don't even know what on this little bunny trail. Um, how this all happened was was. I had, you know, do you know anything about Nibiru? Have any of you ever oh, yeah, been yeah. to Nibiru? In okay. fact, we're going we're gonna to get into that also with the, the other video you made about Eris mm-hmm. uh, being Nibiru, which is something oh, I, I definitely want to – yeah. I mean, that was the first video, uh, Jacob. That's the first video that I saw of you that I was like, my God, he's saying what I was saying at the moment I heard about Eris. Because let me tell you something. The, you know, we've been doing the show for years now. And the moment right. they, they said that they discovered this planet past, past Pluto and they called it Eris right. and the right. orbit that it was on, I was like, that's Nibiru. That's what we've been looking okay. for for the last 30 years. That's it right there. Nobody else has said you it. Want it. You want to hear something? You want to talk about getting some um, some goosebumps on your arms? You guys ready? I mean, and this is all like legit, one hundred percent happened to me. And um, you know, I have four beautiful children. On my children's lives, this is exactly how everything went down. Now, like I said before, I believe in dreams, and I believe that we all are destined, and we're all purposed and predestined. And and I believe that you know, like I, one of my prayers many, many years ago was kind of like, teach me the truth, no matter what the cost. And the other one was always keep me in the perfect will. Like if there is a God, right? Like I'm looking around my living room and everything I look at was made by somebody. So mm-hmm. stands the reason, you know, who hung the stars, you know, it stands the right. reason that, you know, there, there could be a master architect. And if there is, well, the only thing that would be important to me would be like connecting to that. I want to be in that perfect will. I want to know where I came from. I want to know. I want to, and I I want to I want to be used for you know greater than you know just making so much money so that I can you know have my kids set up and you know I, I life is so much grander than that you know and and I think the the thing that you're all doing like we can all have a, a day job and still live big you know um, we have to dream we have to be inspired and so what, what, I've been sharing all of this stuff like you know you saw me get into a little thing. Alan and I'm very passionate about the scriptures, but what I'm sharing on YouTube that was that wasn't what you found with me. You didn't find that about me. You found all I've been sharing recently. You know that's Uh, what brought you to, which is I'm going to have to go sneaking back and uh, go through some of your stuff then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually looking forward to it. But, you know, the weird thing is, is that for years, you know, people would say, oh, he's just promise a, me one this, thing, though. It's a long ride and not a roller coaster. Just promise me that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I um, 
I don't know. I, uh, I don't, I don't know what, what answer you want me to give you. So I'll just, you know, just use your imagination. Uh, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where the ride ends, you know, but I'll tell you one thing. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it as it, as it comes. Um, I'm a very, I'm a dramatic person. You know, I went to school on scholarship for acting years ago. So <laughs> it was the only way I could get to school because I had no money. But anyway, so, so this is what happened, right? Um, I had said for, like I said before, I wrote and I've told many, many people that one day everybody would start to know who Jacob Israel is. Um, that's a pen name, by the way. You know, there's a reason for that too, because Jacob Israel is, according to well, if if you know the you know the Torah, you you've studied the uh, the the Old Testament, you know that um, Israel Israel is God's son. Israel, you know, right. which is interesting because people always say that Jesus is the only son of God. Well, not really, because he has a lot of sons. Um, and Jacob Israel is like kind of the perfect picture of a transformed man. You have the first Jacob, and then you have the last Israel, you know, Jacob, Israel. And, um, and, and so it's kind of like, I'm every man because we are all the same. And well, I mean, my name is also Jacob, you know, and, uh, you know, <laughs> it also works right. that way. Out of coincidence. Felt, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just felt my whole life that my last name, because I never really, I never knew my, my, uh, biological father. And, you know, I just always believed that I was Israel. So I always say, when people ask me, is that your name? I said, well, yeah, God given. Because I'm inspired to take it, right? And a man is who they say that they are. You know, whatever a person believes becomes. Our perception is reality. And that's, and, and now if you Google, you know, those two names, you'll find me. You know, and so you tell me, is that, is that, is that who I am? What really is my last name given to me by somebody else? Is that more me than the name that I believe God gave me? You know, so that's the thing is that what we believe becomes reality. And, um, and I knew long ago, I didn't know how it was going to happen, but that all of a sudden, because for years, like I said, I wrote for celebrities. I've been there. I have the highest ranking show on uh, cable TV. You know, when I left the WWE, it was the WWF then, by the way, they've lost half of their audience. They have not gotten half of their audience back in like 15 years. There's a reason for that, wow. you know, and I, and I believe that it has to do with faith. You know, I have this faith um, that there is more, and I, and I want to know what that is, and I want to express it, because it's of the utmost importance. And I know that that spirit, whatever that is, that, that highest degree of enlightenment is love, ultimately, and that's what I want. You know, I want to, I want to operate in that. So when I said that one day it would happen, I didn't know how it was going to happen. It would happen. Um, I said, just a lot of people would start to find me. And I wrote about it. I, and I documented it. And in my novel, when you read my novel, even listen to the trailer, the trailer, I wrote this, I mean, I wrote this book years ago, long before it became a bestseller, which it hasn't yet, but it's going to be. Uh, I said, the book of <laughs> Thomas James, my book, you know, is not some work of fiction, as some will say. It is a fiery truth cast into a sea of deception mankind calls life. That's what my novel is. When you read my novel, you're going to read this fantastic story. You're going to be like, oh, man, this thing is a page turner. But you don't know what's being worked on within you. Because guess what? There's a spirit to the story. And that's what I was inspired to write, and that's what I was inspired to share. And when you get to the end of that story, you find out that that lead character may not just be a kid named Thomas James. It may be someone named Angel, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like the everyman. Because yeah. we're all one. So this Makes is sense. where the dream this is where the dream comes in and this is weird because uh, this is crazy. So out of the blue, um, a colleague of mine came up to me one day. This is months ago. And he hands me this paper, and this guy's a foul mouth, you know, uh, you know, he just does a lot of drugs, and he's just, you know, he, he's a very funny, interesting character study, and uh, he, he's very talented. Uh, and he came up to me, he's like, hey, I was talking to this guy, and and you know, he, he said, I told him all about you, and that you're into the, you know, the spiritual stuff, and he says, hey, you gotta read this book, and he hands me this little piece of paper, and on it it says the Earth Chronicles. I didn't know anything about it. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm not, like, friends with this guy. I don't know why he handed me that. I took it, crumbled it up, put it in my pocket, and I said, oh, yeah, I'll look into it, never thinking I was going to ever look into it, right? Um, and I went into meetings, whatever else. And, and then, like, later that night, I had gotten an email from this guy, and I use his music. He's the, uh, I'm going to give him a plug, to the exhibition. The guy's amazing. His name's Edgar. Okay, so Edgar's a reader of mine. He has been for a while. And he asked me out of the blue, he's like, Jacob, do you know who the Anunnaki are? All right, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I said, I think I've heard of them. I said, I think I've heard of them. I don't really know. And, and Edgar, you know, he's on, um, you, he's on Facebook. You can ask him, did you ask Jacob this? Because I talked to him about, he knew I was going to do a video on Nibiru long before I got the courage and I was scared to death into doing the video on Nibiru because it took a lot. And when I tell you all the things that went into place, you want to talk about how if there is a cosmic being called God, how, how many things had to be put into place for this, it's almost insane. So what happened was, so I wrote him back and I said, I think it sounds familiar. I said, it's probably an allegory. Laugh out loud because I'm all about metaphors, right? And I right. said, I'll look at never thinking that I was going to look into it. That same night, I'm home, and I'm going to bed, and then I get another reader of mine sends me just a picture of, of this, like, red planet and this, and I, I didn't really read, and I go, that's interesting. Oh, there's some, maybe there's some kind of planet. Oh, that's interesting. And I kind of just blew it off. I didn't, I didn't really look at it. I just look at a, saw a picture of a red planet, and I go, I'm not really interested in this. And I kind of just turned my phone off and I went to bed. Now, the next day, this is what's interesting. It shows you how lazy I can be because um, I had another meeting. And, uh, and I just, you know, I only wore my, my suit, you know, for a little while. <laughs> so when I got home, I put my pants on, you know, my, the chair, and, and I left them there so I don't have to, you know, take out another and bring it to the dry cleaner and all that. And uh, so the next day, see, I do a lot of meditating. I don't, when I say meditating, everybody hates that. Prayer. I'll say prayer. I do a lot of prayer and thinking, deep, pensive thought. And my prayer is, what do I need to do next? What's the next thing? Everything that I share, believe me, all week long, I'm asking, I'm asking, I'm asking. And then all of a sudden, something falls into my lap, or I'll have a dream, or something will happen. And um, so I'm praying, praying, praying. And I, I, must, I was doing it for probably about like 20 minutes, you know, because I, I, was, I was all alone in the office. And, um, and I had nothing else to do. And I love praying. I really do. I love just going within and, and, um, and vocalizing, you know, my thoughts. And so when I finished, you know, like giving the best prayer that I could to get an answer, I put my hands in my pocket and there's this little piece of paper. And I'm like, and I, put, and I remembered at that moment, I'm like, oh, my God, so-and-so, I'm not going to use his name. And he gave me that piece of paper. And, and I go, this has got to be it. 
and I open up the Earth Chronicles and I go over and I, I pull it up on the computer. I'm like, oh my God, this has to do with the Anunnaki and the big red planet. Mm. <laughs> and I and something strikes me. Now it I know always now, comes th- back to the Anunnaki. Always. It always okay. does. Our, our starts. I should say these journeys tend to start with the Anunnaki and Nibiru. It's very no interesting. Kidding. Really? It, it, you know, yeah. not, not, she's not kidding. Look, one of the main things that got me interested in uh, doing radio podcasting and doing ufology stuff was uh, the, the work of uh, Zechariah Sitchin and with the Anunnaki and the Sumerians. Now, while I have you know kind of issues with a lot of the stuff that he wrote, uh, which right. I think he fictionalized a lot of the things that he put in his books, uh, I do think there is some truth to the Anunnaki because that's in the Bible. Anu, Anunnaki. I mean, all that stuff is Egyptian and Sumerian no, and in, uh, in the Bible. I mean, all that stuff is in there so he definitely took some truth from a lot of the, of the work that is that's already been written before he was even born uh now right. with me it started with that also uh when it comes to this radio stuff because i was so captured by the thought of this planet they came around every 3600 years right and and they brought wisdom and knowledge or they mined gold on this planet all the all the stories that i read just captured me immediately so like crystal said it, it really did start kind of with the anunnaki with me also Mm-hmm. So this is this is so so like this is where it gets really weird, Angel. Okay, because you would think now I, I have um, an essay that I wrote um, about Jonah, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and because I always I, I I relate to Jonah a lot because you know back in July, um, you know I was I was you know I was starting a lot of people were inviting me to go speak. And um, I was being asked to be on a lot of podcasts and I was being asked to be on, you know, I was on a TV, um, uh, like a, um, a series, you know, with well-respected, you know, um, people for what I share. Because I, mm-hmm. like I said before, I share the spirit of the story. But I started having these dreams that I needed to start telling, like warning people about what was coming. And um, I didn't want to do it. You know, and I was really opposed to it, you know, like saying, oh, like, what am I going to say? Oh, yeah, terrorism's coming to the United States, really? And we're going to have, like, global flooding? Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, oh, we're going to start, <laughs> World War III is going to start, right? And um, and it's interesting because I just, I just, you know, it took me so much convincing to finally do it that I actually wrote a paper because I was troubled. And I knew I had to, but I didn't want to because I was worried of alienating people, right? And at the time, it was funny because when I finally came out and did it, there was another thought that came in and it had to do with aliens. And I said, no, I draw the line there, Lord. You know, like I literally, I said, I'm not going there. I said, I said I'm not going there. I said, look, uh... I said, and in that warning, in that literal warning, and you're going to go back and on the website, it's called The Warning for Everyone. It was in July. Everything that I said was going to happen within the next year happened, which is crazy. You know, like legitimately... World War Three is already going on. Five countries Pretty much. war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's it's already going on. And do you know that the date that I had was September fifteenth, and that's when Russia went to Syria. It was like insane. You know, and you oh, think no that kidding. all all of my colleagues and all of my friends and all the people that you know, um, like they were all distancing themselves from me because they want to teach this beautiful, happy, happy, joy, joy message where that everything is going to get better and it's all love and blah, blah, blah. And I love, you know, everything getting better, but that's not what's happening. <laughs> no, not at all. No, no, and in fact, you put a video out on the first, uh, which blew my mind because I, I had no idea this was going on, and uh, I'm going to definitely look into this. This is really, really bizarre. Uh, it was after school, Satan coming up to elementary schools everywhere. Uh, oh, yeah. That so really scares the crap out of me, Jacob, let me tell you. Yeah. 
you know, it's just going to, I mean, it's all make-believe anyway in the grand scheme of things. You know, this whole world is a world of illusion and nonsense. Yeah, but think think about this for a second. To teach children in in school about Satan, about the devil, uh, I mean, really, I don't want kids to be educated with, uh, you know, wisdom and, and knowledge, but not that kind of knowledge. I mean, that's something that really... Leave that to you know to the religious upbringing. You know, leave that to when they go to church if they want to teach that indoctrination to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep it out of the schools. You know, right. So, so, so getting back to what I was saying about uh, Nibiru and because you know it sounds like oh that was some crazy coincidence, Jacob. Right? No, that wasn't the crazy coincidence because, like I said before. I'm like Jonah, you know, if, you know, I'm not going to go, I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I got a book coming out in June, you know, I'm not going to go start telling people, you know, there's some aliens and there's a planet coming towards us, not going to do it, sorry, I don't even believe, I'm not, I don't even believe in that stuff, and that was like Jonah, Jonah's like, I'm not going to Nineveh, I'm not right. telling them that you're going to, you know, I'm not going to tell them that bad things are going to happen, you know, and um, the, the irony is, the moral of the story is Jonah did it and bad things didn't happen. Mm. And that's when it started messing with my head. I'm like, oh, mm. so you're telling me that, like, what if we have the power to stop things, you know, by just being obedient? You know, there's right. all these stories in scripture about of these men that stood up and said, look, you know, if there's, there's this great story where Abraham is talking to God, and he's like, you know, if there's like 25 righteous, will you spare it? And he's like, yes, I'll do it at 25. He's like, how about 10? He's like, yes, I'll do it at 10. What about, you know, and he stops at that point. You know, he didn't just said, why don't you just spare him? You know, and God probably would have been like, okay, because there was one righteous man that was Abraham. So that was kind of the, the moral story. But, but Jonah, you know, he told everybody, they all repented, and then he was angry. Because destruction never came. And it's that's an interesting lesson because is it okay to go out there and tell everybody, hey, Hebrew's coming and then it doesn't come? You right. know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, like, that's, so, that's what happened to Sitchin so, for years. <laughs> so I wasn't going to I wasn't gonna tell a soul about this, but this is where things get start weird. I start telling my beautiful wife, my wife Danielle, who I love more than anything. She's my best buddy. I tell her everything. And um she's always a good um She's a good gauge for me because she's not into this stuff. You know, she'll listen to me, but, you know, she, I'll talk to her. She falls asleep, like literally <laughs> falls asleep, you know. And it was just, we, we were watching something on, uh, on on my phone and she was falling asleep. Like, what are you doing? I'm not even talking. It was like, you know, <laughs> she, she's, yeah. So anyway, so I, I told her about this. She goes, yeah, that's a lot of coincidence. She goes, but that's a little weird, right? I go, yeah, like really weird. Like, like way away from where, and I'm thinking about how many friends I lost when I told people about stuff that actually happened, and the mm. friends still didn't come back. So I'm going to start saying, oh, there's something else, but I didn't do it, right? So I tell her, I say, well, look, if you have a dream about, like, some aliens or something, you tell me, I'll do the video, right? <laughs> that, That's a good way to put story. it. Yeah. True story. <laughs> So, um, so I wake up, and I had the dream, and in the dream it was weird. There, there was like this, there was like this craft over my head, and Homeland Security was in the road, and the FBI, and I pull up, and I, and then this like silver thing just kind of takes off, and they look at me, and I say, hey, don't worry, it's just a drone. They're not here yet. 
And uh, and then I, I then some guy is like laughing in the dream, and I look over, and it's this guy. His name's David Daly. He's an older guy. He's like a theologian. He writes beautiful essays, and you know, um, he's uh, we, we became friends on Facebook. We're not like good good friends. We don't know each other very very well. But he's just a die hard scripture guy, you know. Mm. And um, so the fact that this you know this random guy from Facebook, I have like five thousand Facebook friends, but I know him, you know vaguely, you know, now I know him well because of this dream. Like, what is he doing in my dream? And like I told you before, I know dreams are important. So mm-hmm. I pay attention to these things. So I immediately got on Facebook. I said, hey, David, um, you know, this is going to sound weird, but I, I had a dream about you. Can we talk? And he's like, yeah, okay, what's the dream about, right? And I'm like, <laughs> well, it's about aliens. And then he wrote me back, yeah, maybe we should. Here's my number, right? Now, in the dream, in the dream, he was laughing hysterically. So I call him up, and he's this older guy. And I tell him about the dream, and he starts laughing hysterically like the dream. And he goes, he goes, Jacob, you know, I don't tell anybody about this because nobody would believe it, and only the people that the Lord opened their eyes will understand. And he starts telling me about guess who? The Anunnaki. And Nibiru. Now that's not no 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 no. We haven't even gone into um, hair raising on your arm yet. You think that's mm. something? Wait, wait till the next thing I tell you. So I get off the phone with him. I'm like, Are you kidding me? In synchronicity, fun. Yeah, you gotta be, no. But you see, you have to understand. Like I knew he knew. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want him to know because I didn't want to do the video. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you get me? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, um, so I get off the phone with him. Tell me, did I do the video? No, I didn't do the video yet. Because I was like, well, Lord, this is what I did. I said, I said yeah, that's a coincidence. Maybe, maybe he said something. And then like the back of my head, I'm like, but he said he never tells anybody. He's never written about it because everybody would think he was crazy. He doesn't even tell his friends and family about this stuff. Uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to need more, Lord. I said, I'll do it. You just got to give me more. You got to give me more. True story. So um, <laughs> I get off the phone with him, and I go into the shower, and I'm showering, and I'm about to go off to uh, work. And this <laughs> work is weird. I have this friend who uh, was a reader of mine, and um, he really honored me. He he has he's a great sci-fi author. His name's um, Bob Salisky, and he he wrote this trilogy called Athlon, and he honored me. You know, he contacted me uh, about a year and a half ago, and he says, Jacob, you know, I, I because I write poetry and everything else, and he just loves my essays, and he says I really want to model a character in my series off of you. Hmm. You know, would you give me and I said, are you kidding me? I said, you're going to you know, make me immortal in a sci-fi series? <laughs> he named the character Noah Israel. And my, my, uh, the first edition of my book was called Voice in the Dead Woods. And in his book, Noah Israel is the voice in the dead woods. And it's modeled after me, okay? He wrote that and sent me a copy, and I've gotten a copy in the mail now, he's on his third um, episode right now. I think the second one was just released. So, so I had the copy. He gave it to me, but I never read it. You know, I started reading a little bit about it, and I thought it was kind of cool. And I didn't really, I didn't really get into, like, three – I'm not a great reader, you know. I didn't really know what it was about. But then, like, as I'm showing, I'm going, 
holy shit, I think it's about aliens. <laughs> like, I said, I think there's some kind of an alien tie-in here. And I, and I go, I said, oh, Lord, I, if this has anything to do with the Anunnaki in Hebrew, I'll do the video. <laughs> this is a true story. You can look up the word, you can look up Athlon. You can look it up online. You can ask Bob, because I called him up. And I said, hey, Bob, let me ask you a question. Your, your book, and I didn't get through it. It's awesome, you know, whatever, and so forth. But it has to do with this, like, alien invasion. And, and what did you kind of base that on? He goes, oh, well, you know, there's this planet. It's called Nibiru, and they're the, they're the gods that come back. To, and it, I said, Bob. Surprise. Are you, are you, I said, are you telling me? You put me in the middle of a story that has to do with the Anunnaki in Nibiru? Like, my essence is in a sci-fi trilogy that is directly linked to Nibiru and the Anunnaki, of which I knew nothing about a week ago? <laughs> He's like, wow. well, yeah, pretty much. Tell no, me, did that I do the video? That is scary. That is scary. Oh, of course you did the, the video. You did. No, I didn't. No, <laughs> no I didn't. he still didn't. No, he's fighting. Well, he did the Ares video, I but yeah. No, no, no. I didn't, do, I didn't do any of the videos yet. At this point in time, <laughs> I had about 500 YouTube subscribers. At this mm. point in time, I had about 500 YouTube subscribers. You know, you asked for another sign, didn't you? <laughs> I didn't. You were ask. like, one more. Like, one. You just oh, got one. No, 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 no. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't ask. I said, I said, I, I, you know, I kind of just kind of pretended like I sort of forgot. Like I tried to trick myself <laughs> out of it, right? Like I legitimately did. And I said, you know, I said, if, if I really have to do it, I'll do it, Lauren. I just kind of like went about my day and just kind of like let it, let it go. And we were going away on vacation, and I kind of just let it slip my mind subconsciously or on purpose uh, until I until I got <laughs> until until I got to Florida. And my first night there, I had the worst dream I've ever had in my entire life. And it wasn't even a dream. It was like it was the most realistic thing I'd ever been a part of. It was absolutely horrifying. It was like the worst feeling I've ever had. And basically, in the dream, I was standing outside of this hospital, and my son was in the hospital. And I'd never been to the hospital before, right? And I look out, and I'm outside, like right I'm like at the entrance of the hospital and I look outside and I see like this big planet. <laughs> and mm. at that moment, at that moment in the dream, I say, Oh no, true story. I say, Oh Lord, I'm so sorry. I'll do the video now. True story. <laughs> I said that. I said that in the dream. So I grab my phone in the mm -hmm. dream and I'm trying to upload a YouTube video. But every time <laughs> I do, every time I do, like one meteor's crashing next to me, another meteor's crashing next to me, and then <laughs> one late, after the other. Late. People, people are panicking, and I'm literally in a fetus, cowering, saying, "Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Lord, I'm so sorry. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord." Because I couldn't, I couldn't upload the video. Right? It was too late, and I had this feeling that I blew it. Right? Mm. I woke. I woke up. My first thought is. All right, already. <laughs> I'll do the video. <laughs> I get the point. You want me to do the video already? <laughs> now, I guess I better this do this is video. All, listen, this is all my hand to God 
exactly how this all went down. I told my wife, she was in bed, I said, honey, I just had this really, ch-. I said, because she knew all the stuff along the way because I had been telling her. She says, that's really weird. That's really weird. You know, you're in like a sci-fi series about it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's really weird. You know, like what are the chances? Really think about this. Like Bob had to like find me years ago and be inspired mm-hmm. to write story about the Anunnaki and Nibiru and put me smack dab in the middle of it so I'd have this big reveal. So, you know, it's like, it's really weird how everything was orchestrated together. So I say, okay, I'm going to do the video. And then I make a plan that day. I said, we're going to go to this place called Guanabanas and um, they have this paddle board and I'm going to get on a paddle board and it'll be nice, it'll be serene and I'll be away from everybody. So then I could do the video. And my idea was, I'm just going to lay it out for everybody how it went down, just like I laid it out for you. Okay, and that was my plan. Now, the problem is my son got sick mm. and we had to take him to the hospital. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Obstacles. <laughs> so at this point, you are hyperventilating, not just because so of your at son. This point, at this point, I'm out of my mind, like, what the hell is going on? And then when we pull up, I'll be damned if that wasn't the hospital. Oh, and I'm goodness. like... So I tell my wife, and I'm like, my kids are making fun of me. Like, what are you talking about? Why are you stressing out? You know, I said, I, I, listen, i got to just drop you guys off. i got to do this video. It's no big deal. It's, I, I have to do it. you got to be safe than sorry. Now, the weird thing is a storm front was coming in at the same time. So literally, I'm pulling up to this hospital, and you see these big black clouds and this thunder and lightning rolling over the hospital. And I'm like, holy shit. Excuse my language. I said, you've got to be kidding me. I said, I'm going to do the video. I said, I would do the video. I'm doing the video right in my head. Yeah, I can't say to this to anybody else because I sound crazy, you know. But so I, I um, so I, and, and it actually worked out perfect because I, I, I couldn't find parking. So I said, I'll drive you up front and I'll find parking. And as I'm looking for parking, I'm just thinking, okay, I'm just going to do the video on the way from the parking space to that. And, uh, and luckily, I parked far enough away, and I did that video. And you can see that video. And, and when you watch that video, you can see that I'm stressing out. Like, I'm freaking out. Like, I got to get this freaking video up to YouTube. Because if I don't get this up to YouTube, meteors We're are all start- dead. <laughs> and, um, and, and I uploaded the video. And... The next one went viral. Viral. I have 22,000 subscribers as of today. Wow. Nice. Nice. Now you tell, now you tell me, and it all had to do with that video. Mm -hmm. The video I didn't want to do. Look at all the things that had to come into place to all of a sudden, if it wasn't for all those things, you and I wouldn't be talking. So you tell me. Remember I said there's two things. It's either A, I'm in charge, or there's something else that's in charge. Yep. There's something in charge. There's something else in charge, you know? And, and that something else is like, I'm, like, I mean, talk about, like, orchestrating a perfect plan. I mean, like, all the chips had to come together. And that's happened in your life. That's happened mm. in all happened in my life more than one time, you know? I'm just now, I'm, like, sold out to the idea. I'm not going to be Jonah anymore. You know, you tell him, you want to do school saving? Yeah, why not? Throw that at me. You know, it, remi- it reminds me of the movie Signs, where, you know, there are signs everywhere, but if you're blind to them, mm-hmm. you know, you'll completely miss it. But if you really look for the signs, like you were not only looking for the signs, they were like being laid out right in front of you, like, pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, right. Clouds, pay attention. 
tripping over your in front of you. It's dangling in front of you. Yeah, no kidding. So hey, crazy. Hey, hey, you you want to hear about crazy coincidences? Uh, you're not the only person immortalized in a book on this call. In fact, uh, a good friend of mine who's an author named Franklin E. Wales wrote a book called Deadheads Evolution, which is about zombies. And he had a similar conversation with me. He calls me up one day and he's like, hey, listen, there's a character in the book named Freddy. And mind you, my favorite movie, horror movie, is A Nightmare on Elm Street. That's my favorite horror movie. Nice. And he tells me there's a character named Freddy who works at a radio station and he gets killed by zombies. But he's a big presence in the book early on. And I was thinking about naming him after you if it's okay. And I'll use your, your name for the show and this and that. And literally, I'm immortalized in this book as that character, Angel so Espino. Cool. Everything's in there, and to me that blew my mind when he like offered that to me. I was like, "Are you kidding me? What do I have to sign? Whatever you want, man. I'll just right, I'll right. sign anything." It's that's an amazing gift from a friend, you know, to do something like that for me. So, I mean, I completely understand how blown away you must have been by that gesture itself. But you, everything really was like in your case, there was like so many signs pointing you to do this video. Right. Which, if you would have not done that video, I don't think none of us would have been here right now. I think we all would have been. No, dead. no. <laughs> well, no, I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. <laughs> you know, like I, I Wormwood, man, like, it would have brought Wormwood to Earth. It would have been dead. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Right. <laughs> you know, it's funny because it's funny. Like I, you know, the thought that came to mind was that, you know, and, and now here's what's weird is we we are we're doing construction to the house right now, and um, I found an old painting that I did years ago, like when I, right when I was in college, and it's it was a painting like I was fascinated with painting. Um, the shadow of myself or whatever. So I'd like to paint like a picture of me. And um, over the years, it always, it was always like in the form of an angel or, you know, but in this, I don't know why I just, uh, you know, I just kind of like would kind of get creative and I just like painting and I never, ever painted the, I could never get the face right. So it was always like this faceless, you know, whatever, but this painting, I, I, um, I forgot about it. I forgot I even did it. And um, I love this painting because I actually hung it, um, like I said, I was the uh, head writer for like this huge faith-based television network, this huge one, which by the way, I, I pulled one of those, uh, like, you know, the uh, prophet goes to the uh, king and says, hey man, you're messing up. Let me show you how you're messing up. I did that. And I told them that if they didn't change their ways, that like um, everything was going to kind of come stumbling out. And that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, it's just a shame how messed up religion is today. And people are so, just so lost you know, and um, yeah. and and really is so so sad um, how self interested everybody mm -hmm. is that runs things. You know, it's never about the people they're meant to serve. You know, the greatest king is uh, one who will not be served. You know, but serves. You know, that right. that's a king. that's a king washing people's feet. That's the king. Mm -hmm. You know, not the one saying, "Come over here." You know, let me let me introduce you to my armor bearer. You know, I uh, mean, come on. So, so anyway, I, I'm sidetracking. So this painting. So she goes, "Oh, that's that Jesus painting." I go, "No, honey." And I, I, I go, I, I go, "What are we talking about? What, what, what Jesus painting?" She goes, "You know, the one that you used to have in the office." And I grab it and I look at it, and, and then I remember the painting. And uh, and I go, "No, that's a picture of me." She goes, <laughs> "You, you with a halo and like, like um, stigmata." I, I said, "Well." But here's the weird thing. I remember that day I was trying to paint a sun, but I had no yellow. I painted it red. Hmm. <laughs> and it was really well. weird. Okay? <laughs> it was really weird because there was this gigantic red planet right behind me. Mm. 
And I, and I took that painting and I threw it out immediately. <laughs> Jacob, do, do, you, do you know that some of the lore with Nibiru is that it's orbiting a red sun? No kidding. Are yes, you serious? It, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like, uh, NASA has said for years mind. that... Yeah, no, check this out. NASA has said for the last 30 years that most stars are binary stars, and they think, they're theorizing, and they're pretty convinced at this point that our sun has a twin sun, which is oh, outside the... binary of the, system, right, right. Right, it's yeah. outside the Oort cloud, so you're, you know, so, or the, you know, the uh, uh, right past Eris, where it would be... An, the dwarf an, an sun, Ar- right? And it's Eris huge, would be right? circling the, the uh, dwarf sun, which is a red star, right. and it goes all the way around our sun and back to its sun, and it's kind of circulating That's both amazing. suns, and it is a red dwarf. You know what I thought to myself? I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if this, this whole lore was true and mm-hmm. that they really, they really needed the gold? I mean, what is like the most precious metal ever? And how many people have been digging for it for how many right. thousands? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the gold, it's the gold plausible. Well, it's gold is a, is a superconductor, and I mean, mm-hmm. the theory is that they use it for their atmosphere to give it mm-hmm. power while they're right. outside of the, their you know sun's uh, reach, so they could have you know an atmosphere that could mm-hmm. be livable. That and planet. diamonds, I, I, right? I mean, how, right? How smart, though? How smart, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if, like, let's take it for a second that this is a legit deal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how mm-hmm. smart would that be to like brainwash everybody into thinking this is the most precious metal on the planet, right? Right, you know, you all right, and then getting. I mean, for how many thousands of years have people been mining for gold, and how mm-hmm. much gold has been collected? Like the work's been done. Absolutely, exactly. Work's been done. All and it can, do is and it's continuously it. and it's continuously to be done. All they got to do, like you said, is come and collect the gold. Come That's and collect the gold, and they're coming around your stuff and, and roll back out, out. Mm-hmm. and roll back out. Yeah. That's so that's bizarre. the big moon debate there. It's about them it's, going it's to the moon. A, and, uh, it's a good and, deal. Yeah, and going to the moon and going for gold and saying, uh, well, no, we aren't going to go back to the moon, but maybe that's the reason why they're going, to dig it all out. Speaking of the moon, do you do you think the there's a lot of talk about the moon being a hollow moon and some kind of like a, a stationary spaceship that was placed there by the Anunnaki? Do you think there's uh, any truth to that whatsoever? I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I really, That's a tough one, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I always thought it was the moon, you know, because that's what, <laughs> that's what, once again, but, you know, but listen, once again, that's the story we're told, so who knows? Right. You know, but, because, like, when you do look at it, like, I, I looked at a large picture of it. It's funny you said that because there was just, I don't know what it was. I was watching something. It was on TV, and they showed this picture of the moon, and I thought, wow, that looks really almost like a Death Star. Like tonight, yep. <laughs> like tonight, like there was just because it has these like, and I go that almost looks like the Death Star, and I thought that was really, really weird. And I was thinking like, where are all those striations? Where do those striations come from? And and blah blah blah. And it was just a passing thought. It's interesting you just brought that up yeah. because that that was like I was watching something just a little while ago, and it was like this really. Big, but once again, who knows? And it's like you know, a couple of people have asked me to um, look into the flat Earth. Saying, yes. and it's like I, I, I don't, you know, I, 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 I said, you know, I have a lot on my plate already. Look how long <laughs> it took me to get the meter. 
So you oh, you know, it's funny you mentioned the flat Earth because we we've brought that up on the show here a couple of times. And when I was off the air for a while with dealing with my mother's issues, they had a flat Earther that came on. Imagine and it pissed me off. It pissed me off because I wanted to be on the show so bad and talk about this because uh, it, so many people are talking about this now, and it's funny yeah. like it's doing it's doing this return to consciousness because. The flat Earth theory was not a theory, you know, th- hundreds and hundreds of years ago. That was the law. That's what they believed in, and now right. it's a theory because we've changed our our mindset. When Galileo had no way of proving the Earth was round, he just theorized the Earth was round, and then he just took that and made that law. And now, of course, right. you know, NASA says, you know, oh, the Earth is definitely round. We see images of the Earth being round, but yet Neil deGrasse Tyson the other, not long ago said that the Earth is more of a pear shape, more like a pear. Like more so like what? A pear. Right. What's the real yeah. size? Of, what's the real shape of the Earth? Is it flat? Is it pear? Is it round? What the heck is right. going on? Like we really don't know. We have no clue what even reality is, and that's really the, the well, most baffling part something. of this thing. The uh, the thing that's really been messing with me is the uh, gosh. I, I mean, it's just it's so funny. I was just talking to Danielle about this. I said it's just so interesting the direction that my life is now taken. You know, like all this stuff always fascinated me, um, but you know, it, it's interesting. It's interesting because, you know, the Mandela effect is something that is just really bugging me out, you know, like bugging me out. And and I'll tell you, I I don't say a lot of things because I'll just say I talk to a lot of people and I test them. Like I have a lot of pictures in my phone Mm -hmm. and I ask them ahead of time. Like I was talking to you earlier about this, Angel, the Coca-Cola logo. Yeah, like yeah. picture picture the Coca Cola logo, and and I said you know you see Coca what's in between? A lot of people say a little wavy line. I say right. exactly that's the way I remember it too. And then I show them that there's not been a wavy line ever. That the only line that was in between Coca and Cola was like an eighteen something. Like after nineteen hundred, it's always been this little like. I call it a dot. I don't know what the right. thing is, but it's like coca, and there's like a little square dot um, up top between coca and cola. Right. I'm telling you something. This is the they spend billions of dollars so that people know what a logo looks like. And right. I have talked. I can't tell you how many people. And every single person, when I point it out, they go, "Oh, they must have changed the logo." I said, "No, that's the way." It's been like that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> So now you uh, tell me what the heck is going on. Now it's not just that. You want to hear weirder? This is weirder because this is what I was just—I was just talking about. I was outside. I was looking at the Big Dipper, and um, because I—I—I I, I, I wrote an essay on—I um, uh, did a video actually on Arcturus um, in the Boots constellation because it was staring at me. And um, there's another big. I mean, the sky just looks different to me. I, I am a big stargazer and it just looks weirder to me and everything looks brighter and closer and just freaks me out a little bit. And, um, and every night, um, you know, through the summer, the, uh, big dipper is like right outside of my patio and I was staring at it and, and I was thinking like, I wish there was a constellation chart so I could see if, because I'm thinking all these little things have changed, but I want, let's see if the constellations are about right. You know, like, I don't know why. And then I was watching this video, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a constellation chart with the Big Dipper came up. I was like, that's really weird. And it, like, showed you where the North Star is, North Star is in relation to the Big Dipper. Um, not besides the point. I'm not even going to get into what I discovered, because I'm not an astronomer. You know, I'll, I'll leave that to that. I just like provoking questions. 
Mm-hmm. But I, but I, but I will say that um, this Mandela effect has freaked me out. And what's really freaked me out about it was the fact that I would be walking down the street and, um, you know, not literally walking down the street, but just like going about whatever daily business, and an idea would come to my head. And I'd think about it. And, you know, so I was thinking, all of a sudden I thought of the American Gothic painting, you know. And, um, I, you know, the American Gothic painting is the p- picture of they look like two farmers. It's the, uh, the old yep. guy with glasses. He's a, mm-hmm. a pitch, like a pitchfork, and his wife's next to him, right? And it's based on um, a, a very famous photograph. You know, basically, if you take the photograph and you line it up with the uh, painting, the two of them look almost identical except for, you know, they're wearing different clothes and one of them's holding the pitchfork. Okay? Right. So out of, the, out of the blue, I thought of two famous paintings because I was thinking, like, all these famous lions have so supposedly changed for a lot of people. Like, life is like a box of chocolates is now right. life was a box of chocolates. Luke, I'm your father is now no, I'm your father. Um, if you build it, they will come is now if you build it, he will come. So you have all these things. Now, Cruella de Vil, right? Cruella mm-hmm. de Vil is now Cruella Devil. It was never de Vil. It was always D-E-V-I-L. That, like, blew my mind. Because mm. I know Cruella de Vil, and it was always spelled with the L-L-E. Now, right. if, if that's normally you, then maybe we're somehow messed together. <laughs> Two different dimensions have come together. I don't know. But, um, but all these weird things. So the American Gothic painting just standed out to me. And I looked it up. And now the wife is looking at the guy. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's not the freaking painting. The when painting did that happen? Well, we're, it's always been that. We ended up in a parallel universe. I was about to say, they were what? looking straight ahead. I know this painting. No, they are looking straight no, 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 no. Look it up. Look it yeah, up. And yeah, freak yeah. You out. She's looking, to the, she's looking to, the, to the left side. right? Like, and, and, it, and it's like, I'm getting the chills now because it, yeah. it's like eerie. It's like eerie, scary. And now I don't. Now I'm not an art major. Um, the Mona Lisa looks different to me too. Like I don't remember the Mona Lisa having a veil over her hair. I always thought she just had her. But I could be wrong, you know. But there's a lot of things that I know for a fact. Like the Coca-Cola logo, I know for a fact. Yeah. You know, there, there was a wavy line. I know. You know, like I, I, a lot of other things too. I mean, I can give you a, a list of it. Like I used Febreze. You know, and it was spelled with two E's. I, I, I lived on that stuff. I loved Febreze. You know, just the Captain Crunch all of a sudden is Captain. You know, Captain and, and I, I remember seeing it a little while ago and thinking, oh, they changed their logo. And it turns out it just never existed the way I remembered it. As long as they don't mess with my Taco Bell, I think we'll be okay. Jacob, we're, we got to hit a commercial break, and I know the, the, you, you wanted to. You wanted to, uh, yeah. you know, get off earlier because you're, you're a little bit under the exactly. weather. Exactly. And I, I appreciate you've been here for as long as you have, my friend. You've been just amazing. You really have. I want you to plug your website again. Give us uh, the web link so anybody who's uh, following you or listening right now can uh, follow your work. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'd love you guys to look me up on YouTube. It's Jacob Israel. Please do subscribe. Um, and um, the website's jacobisrael.com. That's J-A-C-O-B-I-S-R-A-E-L.com. And if you go there, please Check out my novel. It's on Amazon. Get it from Amazon. Just go to Amazon. It's sold everywhere. But go to Amazon because it's not really, you know, I don't really make a lot of money from Amazon. I mean, we don't make like nickels or whatever. But you know what it is? Amazon, they're, they're the, the biggest and the best. Right. And yep. it's all about the rating and, and leave a review. And I, I love you all. And, man, this was so much fun. And uh, yeah, I'm just so grateful that. I, I, I apologize about the other guy over here early on, but uh, yeah, I'm the great- sorry. no, 
<laughs> no, not at all. Listen, listen, man. Mm-hmm. It, it was uh, it was it was actually it was a, a great way to start. You know, because because it gave me a chance to show you that I, I do know what I'm talking about when it comes to yep. some things. Like I'm not going to oh. debate with any when it comes to Nibiru and Sumerian, you know, legends, right? But because religion, not, biblical you know, stuff, biblical stuff. I know, yep. you know. I mean, scriptures. I know, you know, and I I, I, I know myth pretty well, and you know, and um, but I tell you, Eris, like all of these things were brought yep. to me. Like they just, I don't know. It's like, it wasn't like, I didn't even know Eris until all of a sudden I thought of it. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like a lot of these things, I have these weird dreams and I wake up and I Google it. And I'm like, when I was talking about Arcturus, you know, I, I had a dream and I woke up and I'm like, what the heck am I looking this up for? And, and then it brings you, I call them breadcrumbs. Like we're all given these beautiful spiritual yeah. breadcrumbs. Follow them. Follow the signs. Time to wake up. We got to wake up. Lizer, crazy. Hey, I love you all. Thank you so much. And uh, Jacob, check thank out you. Thank you for right. being Talk on here. Hey, we're we're going to talk to you again soon on uh, on uh, Future Theater with Bill and Nancy Burns. You're going to be on there pretty soon, also. And, oh, uh, we'll, so looking forward to it. That's going to be right. awesome. Love they're, you guys. they're they're jonesing. Love you too, man. You're you're awesome, guys. Stick around. We're going to be back with more Skywatchers Radio. This has been an amazing hour with Jacob Israel. Yeah. Stick around. being tied down to your computer but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go talk stream live introduces our first ever iphone application the talk shows you follow now follow you and your iphone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the internet listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day seven days a week mobile talk radio from talk stream live now available in the itunes app store the george rodriguez show who i said the george rodriguez show you don't know george rodriguez wasn't he the guy that filled in for neil rogers yes that george rodriguez what's he like oh he's a a short little Cuban fellow, kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or... No. Holy <laughs> That was the... Uh, <laughs> Ten seconds of... Uh, no. What are you that tra- was so convincing. Yeah. What are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. And I don't know if flying Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the public streaming radio network.
All right, everybody, welcome back to Skywatchers Radio, and we're all kind of uh, just uh, getting uh, past what we just uh, had here with uh, Jacob Israel. It was just an amazing hour, and we're all kind of like jonesing and coming off of that high that we were all put on. At least me, because I love listening to the guy talk. He is just an amazing person, and uh, I love the fact that uh, his YouTube channel is blowing up. Guys, again, go to Jacob Israel on YouTube and check out his videos. Subscribe. It's an awesome channel, and a lot of really, really cool videos on there that it really covers a lot of spectrums of different subjects. I mean, he's not just uh, talking about UFOs. He talks about a lot of different things, religion, UFOs, uh, after-school stuff, uh, like that stuff with the, they're teaching about Satan in after-school. That's actually after something that's going to happen. Rocks. Yeah. yeah, that too. But anyway, we're, we have another about 30 minutes left here on the show, or a little bit under 30 minutes, and we're joined now by the one and only, the host of the Rich Giordano Show right here on PSN Radio, Rich Giordano himself. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks that might be the best, uh, that might be the best, uh, Opening for anybody who's joined the show, and just uh, that's the that's the best anybody's ever come on the show, right there. Fantastic! That, <laughs> is that was My own trumpets in the sky. His own trumpet. He's, he's throwing rose petals at his feet just because you know, nobody else is doing it. So. <laughs> hey, yes. somebody's got to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, Rich, uh, I got to start off with you real quick and say, man, your shows have been rocking since you've come back, my friend. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I get good a lot stuff. of messages. Yeah, yeah, huh? It's been fun being back on PSN Radio doing the show. Changed yep. it from the AZ UFO show to Rich Giordano show, so we can talk about everything and anything at any time. Yep, so I yep, love it, yep. love it, love it. And, of course, you uh, you know you haven't had Chris Brown on yet, but he's uh, you know itching who? to get on your show. Chris J. Brown right here? Or I'm joking, mm. I know. <laughs> this guy, not the guy who beats Rihanna, not that guy. Chris Brown. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's, he's been itching to get on the show with you, man. And, and look, Jesse has been like head over heels with your show, buddy. Let me tell you. The Randolph? The Randolph loves <laughs> your show. Uh, Randolph. I love it. <laughs> I'm trouble calling that. That's your new name, Jesse. We're not even going to call you by your first name anymore. No. That's it. You are now the Randolph. The Randolph. That's it. <laughs> in fact, he's in the chat room right now. He says, yay, Rich is on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. Last night he goes to me, "Hey, uh, so you podcasted that uh, that last show that uh, Rich did yet?" Because I want to like listen, man. I, I like the show. Oh, wait until you hear what's coming on <laughs> in the next two weeks. Jeff Willis is coming back next nice. week, so we're gonna continue where we left off, but get into things we didn't finish talking about. And then the week after that, it's World War Three and ufology. It's gonna be tough, but I suspect people will be angry with me. Oh, well, really? that's a shocker. That's yeah. you. <laughs> no, it's nothing new, right? <laughs> but I have to do it. I have to point out the people in mm -hmm. ufology or the people that don't know anything who say, hey, it's a real UFO. Look at this balloon. Look at this plane. Look at this nothing. So, And they're trying to get fame, money, whatever. I just hate those people. And now I've got radio hosts uh, trying to attack me. So this is getting interesting. Really? Who's attacking you? Yeah. I don't know. Well, name names, man. This is uh, you know uncensored radio. Come on. Name they names. attacked you. There. It's strange. I, I name names when they do it to me, so go ahead. It's like a subliminal attack. You know when someone steals your guest ideas and they put uh -huh. on your show? and Yeah, like Jimmy Church did to us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? He did. He, when we were on Dark Matter, uh, like three or four times, we had guests booked for weeks in advance, and he had not booked any guests, and all of a sudden he calls the same guest and has them the same show, which... 
It, it, it wouldn't matter if it's like on a different date, but he was the show right before our show. Oh. Mm. So, for example, he did it with uh, Richard Hoagland, uh, not Richard Hoagland, I'm sorry, with Stephen Bassett, where he was supposed to be on our show one week, and uh, he had no guests, so he called Stephen, Stephen went on his show. Stephen's battery died, and he couldn't be on our show, so now we got, like, suckered, you know, we had no, no guests, because mm. he had no battery on his phone. That's yeah, not cool. cool. Not well, that, uh, it's just not yeah, cool. When I was supposed to be on this uh, other channel, which I was, called uh, Spaced Out Radio, and we were right. promised the moon. Hey, you know, in about a year, you know, you don't have to give me any money. You don't have to do any of this, that, and the other thing. Just be on my site, and we'll make the radio show, and we'll get all these other shows on there like you did with your channel. And mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to go. I'm going to try to get us on Sirius Satellite. Man, I used to be, uh, you know, a sports radio guy. I, know, I mean, he really was in real radio and did sports radio. But uh, the promises uh, fell aside. And then when he found out what I was about, about talking about i mean i believe in ufos ghosts and aliens and all that other stuff but i don't like the people that come on and and tell you that hey this is what i'm taping and it's you know real i mean i go after people who are liars and stuff so that's my main thing that's my edge and when he found that out it was like he couldn't tell me hey rich i don't want you part of the station anymore so he tried making it difficult for me you know mm. oh we got, we're having problems with the the station can't have you on or you know i need three hundred dollars to get the 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 you know like the sound uh, Sam Broadcaster thing. Um, mm-hmm. It cost me $3,000. So everybody's going to give me $300. Can you do it? Yeah, I'll do it. Oh, oh, okay. You know, he didn't expect me to say yes. So it was like, so I just, you know, when I left that network and now I get attacked by his, uh, his partner. Yeah, yeah. So, and then he his stole. minions. And then he takes Jeff Willis uh, to be a guest, which I don't mind. It was a week after I did mine, but right. when he promoted the show, it was identical identical to exactly how my show was broadcast and how Jeff mm. explained everything how it had happened to him since he was a kid. So his description of the show of having Jeff on was in exact order as we talked about it. So I know he listened to the show and Jeff said, oh, you know, yeah, Dave said he respects you and everything. I'm like, yeah, right. Bull crap. It's all a lie because he wants you on the show. Yeah, he but respects it, you, right? So he's charging you 300 bucks for a program that I gave you for free. I know. <laughs> so, you know, this is what I go through because it's my yeah. own fault. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind being the guy that gets attacked, but I never did anything to Dave. Uh, I never attacked him or anything. So, you know, for him to do that, and he'll say, I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything. No, but your guys are doing it. Your guys are doing stuff that you won't do because he doesn't want me to come after him. I know it. He knows the power of the dick. Who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> that just sounded so Boy, his name is Richard. Right. Ooh, I love you know? it. Okay. Dick Richard well, goes together. They always say Dick power of the P, but I said power of the D. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Sorry, I am sorry. We have women here. Sorry, Jackal. You... Eh, it's okay. I still call. And you he says sorry, and he, and he says sorry to me, and, and I'm not the woman here. <laughs> well, I you're know. the you're the host. Yeah, but still, the, the Crystal's the I woman. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Crystal. <laughs> Don't apologize. You're good. We're good. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Believe me, worse things have been said on this show since we've Dark Matter. <laughs> Way worse. Way worse. I and just, and just by the other guy. Yeah. I had nothing to do with it, I swear. On air, off air. I swear to God, one day we got to do like a special behind the scenes of Skywatchers Radio. We're going to have to charge for that one, though, because that's definitely yes. no, we got to have the blooper reel. That'll be a pay-per-view yeah. event. Pay-per-view yeah. for uh, just what the other guy says. Isn't that what the yes. roundtable show is for? <laughs> well, no, that's that's for geek talk. We we just get together. We talk about geek culture and movies, and 
you know, Fantastic. TV shows and comic like books yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, I'm that's getting a, a, I'm getting into the different. comic scene because of these movies they've been making. I never knew any of these characters, even though I grew up, you know, with them. I never read any Superman magazines or comic books, I should say, <laughs> magazines. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I like the characters. The movies are good too. You know, it's funny. Uh, we we talked about uh, Nibiru earlier, and how, oh. and I meant, and I mentioned that you know it orbits this red dwarf oh. sun. Oh, well, God, so God. did Superman's planet Krypton. <laughs> you sound like you're over it, Rich. You're, you're, over, I, I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you over, over Nibiru? Over and out. I can't. I'm sorry. I mean, the guest was fantastic. That's a great guy. What's his name? Yes. Israel? No, 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 be nice, be nice, he's a good guy, Jacob No, Israel. I mean, Jay Israel, right? Uh, J- Jacob Israel, J- Jacob, Jacob Israel. I didn't mean it to come out that way, that was wrong, but um, I watched a few of his videos, you know, while we were, while you, I was waiting in the wings here, and, you know, when you're passionate about something, it comes across as very believable, and you want to yep. believe him, he's great, uh, his YouTube channel's awesome, I, I'm, I'm really being honest, um, he reminds me of me, so I, uh, <laughs> that's why he loves him, yeah, <laughs> Well, you know, I'm not a big believer in Nib- Nibiru, Nibiru, whatever you call it. I mean, I know it supposedly comes around every, what, 13,000, 25,000, 2,000? No, no, 3,600 3, years. And here's the thing. I'm not a big believer in Zechariah Sitchin's version of Nibiru and how it comes around every 3,600 years and 2012 was going to be around. Like, I don't believe, I don't buy into Zechariah Sitchin, but he did draw that information of Nibiru from actual Sumerian texts, from actual biblical texts, because yeah. Nibiru, uh, the Anu... Anki, these are names that really do exist in biblical texts. And what he did was he created this cockamamie story based on real facts, and then just he he added you know different plot points to make it fit into his narrative, and to create his books, the you know Twelfth Planet and all this other stuff that he that he put out there. Now I don't think look for example he he says that this planet came around once and it hit another planet and it broke it in half and part of that planet is now the asteroid belt and then the other part is our moon and another part is Earth. Like yeah. this is part of like the story, right? I don't buy that because if that happened, then this planet would never come back around because it's gone. Two planets collide. That's it. There's no more Nibiru. Well, there are rogue planets out there, as you of probably... Of course. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But the, the fact that if this one was stuck in, in an orbit with the dual sun system, and maybe it is possible. It could be out there. But to have its own you know, planets go, traveling around and have its own system, I don't know if I'm buying that. It would have to be like Jupiter. And to have its right. own red sun, green sun, whatever... I'm not sure I'm buying it. Well, no, see, that's the, that's the theory of Nibiru is the the actual red sun itself with little planets around it that's traveling in the yeah. elliptical orbit. That's that theory. But the other theory is that there's two suns, they're binary, and there's a planet that circles both of these suns, and that planet is Nibiru. That's the, the main yeah. theory. But the binary suns wouldn't be that far apart, I don't think, uh, as far as what they've seen and captured, you know, with the telescope, Hubble telescope. But people keep saying, oh, there's more... You know, earthquakes, more storms, more this, more that. The planet's heating up, which is true. But it's not that there's more. It's just we have cameras everywhere now. That's why. And that's the only reason why. It's not that we're having more. It's just that we're there. Uh, in Russia, they have to have cameras on their, in their cars at all times. So, of right. course, they're seeing meteors and everything, you know, 24 hours a day if they have their cars all over the place with cameras. So, of course, they're going to – in China, they have cameras everywhere. Everybody's got every, – and everybody all over the world has a phone with a camera on it. So, of course, we're going to see these things happening. It, there's no more different now than it was 30 years ago. 30, 40 years ago when I was a kid, six, seven years old, they were saying the earth is ending. It's an ice age. Now it's all of mm. a sudden we're getting into where the planet's heating up. 
and they're using right. chemtrails to uh, you know reflect the sunlight and all that crap. But um, you'd have to do the whole planet at one time. It's just a crazy time we live in, and it gives everybody the uh, the ability to say whatever they want and almost get away with it, like the flat earth. Oh, don't get me started yeah. on that. I'm going to punch <laughs> anyone in the eye who thinks there's a flat earth out there. Well, Richard, I will tell in you, Richard. Oh, my eye. God. Richard, in let me say. Oh in the God. eye. I'm very specific about it. I don't yes, want to it, I the I left or the right eye? Which eye, Richard? Which one? It, it's going to be your dominant eye because I don't want you focusing on the earth anymore. <laughs> In all due respect, Richard, and to avoid uh, a punch, oh my God. Uh, I will say this. Uh, nobody on this call can prove that the Earth is round. That's I a, know. That's a, that's a fact. I know. We can't, but... prove, we can't prove it. And oh I've seen it, uh, some evidence where they do the uh, these videos that are long-distance videos, which they are able to capture like lighthouses at a distance that so you, you shouldn't be able to see it if the Earth is round. That's Yet they still see it. That's not true. They they did a thing where you can't see uh, Philadelphia from New York, and they said, oh, well, well, you're not supposed to see it. But a guy who's a mathematician did the math, and he said for every 60 or so odd miles, uh, they should – instead of – like there was a 20-foot story building, let's say, and and from the – where they were saying that the earth should be you know round and it's not all these buildings would disappear but their math he said is totally wrong and when he did the math and did it correctly it was only four stories of the building where so now you have a 20 foot story building you that would be there but because of the curvature of the earth you can only see four less stories so you're seeing 16 foot building instead of 20 foot 20 story building so the math mm. they're doing is all wrong it's all But shouldn't the hold on but shouldn't these buildings be tilted like no. Backward, back, you know, yeah, because the earth is round, right? It's going back. And Angel, don't get me going, man. I can't. I, I, I just can't. I, you know what? I'm going to punch myself in the eye. That's it. It's the only thing that will get me to be normal on this. I can't, I can't discuss it. I just well, can't. I say punch yourself in the nose and both eyes will go back. Oh, uh-huh. there you go. Uh, okay, I just get it. Okay, I just get it. Okay. Uh, virtual punch in the face. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was real. It was real. No, you know, talking about the you know, the flat Earth, it, it is a little bit you know far fetched. Uh, I will admit that. But at the same time, uh, you know, when you look at some of the evidence that they've presented out there, it does raise some some questions because we have you know this scientist uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson saying, "Well, the Earth is pear shaped." But wait a second, every image that NASA's ever released is of a round Earth. So what the hell are you talking about, pear shaped? Yeah. And, you know, that's contradicting to what science has been saying for the last, what, 1,000 years or 500, 800 years or whatever it is, yeah. uh, you know, since Galileo, basically. Uh, you know, that's contradicting to that science. And this is a very well-respected scientist who's saying this stuff. So that is what kind of leads me to believe that, wait a second, maybe, you know, there is a little something to this. Uh, maybe we're not exactly given the exact full picture of what the Earth looks like. Not only that, hey, uh, anybody here really believe NASA? Well, let me, huh? no, Anybody? No. Well, no? Let me ask right? you Never this. a straight answer, right? I Never don't a straight think we're answer. getting the full picture of what Earth no. looks like. But I am, no. I'm a, I think it's because that there are aliens up there. Uh, I'm going with the alien theory. Yeah. I, re- I, I think there's shit that flies by planet Earth all the time, and we just can't see it. So that's why we've never seen a picture of Earth. Mostly because I'm kind of like Rich. I don't want to punch people about the flat Earth, but I just it like, <laughs> bothers me. The flat Earth just bothers me. But what, <laughs> what about, the, what about well, it bothers you, though? Like, seriously, well, what wait, okay. you? I'll tell you what bothers me. Where does the water go? If it's a flat Earth, is it just falling into space? No, no. But see, you haven't done. The, you haven't seen some of this video. I they actually have. present. 
They presented. They presented the the he theory so that. Sad about it. He's hold like, on. Yes, they, I've wasted yeah. my life. <laughs> I've wasted so many hours on this crap. No, but look, the the, the way the theory works is that uh, you know the South Pole is all around all the land masses. Uh, that it's not just on the south, and that's it. But that there's this wall of ice that goes all the way around, and all the water and all the land is kind of like held in by all this ice that surrounds us on this flat earth. And then uh, uh, when you go past this ice, they, they don't know how far the ice goes. You go for miles, for many, many millions of miles. Maybe it stops at some point and there's a bubble on top of it. Who the hell knows? Nobody uh, really I, knows. Uh, okay, have you ever talked to a sniper? Snipers, for long-distance shots, have to uh, you know, adjust for the curvature of the earth on long-distance shots. So if it's, if it's flat, then why are they adjusting for the curvature of the earth? Well, oh. you just killed me on that one because I, I don't know any snipers, man. I just, right, but I do. If I if I knew a sniper, oh, I might ask oh, him that oh, question. Right. It's Jaime Mosan. The Earth is kind of oh, flat, and there's aliens coming around. <laughs> By the way, I, I, Richard, I made a mistake this past weekend. I'm never doing it again. What? Of commenting to you something on Skype. <laughs> Because, like, five seconds later, you're like, I don't know, should I just say this? Angel just chatted me this? <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Alejandro Rojas, he's becoming another Jaime Musan. And I'm like, I kind of just said that in jest, man. I was like, it was... Well, and then I forgot But that, it's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the show was on a delay. You said that about a minute ago. Mm-hmm. So when I said that, and I was asking you, is it okay if I say this? And you didn't say anything. I'm like, okay, I'll just say it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Then all of a sudden, I say it, and then all of a sudden, Angel's like probably sitting there. Go! No! What the hell is he doing? I was just saying it in jest. Uh, well, that sucks. Not well, taking a shot at you, Alejandro. It's all good. Think now no, Angel it, knows better. Don't feel bad. Nancy does. Nancy does the same thing to me on Future Theater. I mentioned something. Next thing you know, she's talking about it on the air, and I'm like, No, Nancy. No. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh my goodness. Do? That's live radio for you. There you yeah. go. Yeah. It is what it is. Gotta love it. it. Is. Gotta love it. It is. It is. But no, the show. Hey, the show's been awesome, man. I, I, you know, you're gonna have Jeff Willis back on. Any other uh, guests you're having back on, and then or having on in the near future, you uh, you've booked yeah, already? I don't think that far ahead, to be honest. I really don't. I do. <laughs> I know. I, I go week by week. I like to do it off the cuff that way. This way, I seem more fresh, you know. And it's like I don't know what I'm talking about. So this way, I don't prepare. No, I, I really don't know what I'm gonna do because it's week to week with me. I don't know. Mm. I, I change my mind so often. If I get a guest three weeks out, I'm like, you know, I don't want to talk to him anymore or her. Yeah. So I just <laughs> at I least just, you know you're flaky and you're and you accept it and you yes, work around it. Yes, I'm okay. very selfish yes. and I like to do the show on my own a lot. So uh, you know, but it can get a little boring and a little bit you know wordy after a while. Um, but the show will evolve. I will have a lot of guests on eventually. You know, every other week is the goal. Every other week, not every week. I think you should have a round two where you and Jesse get on, but not on your show since you've already been on his show. No, no, oh yeah, God, Jesse. Oh, yeah, Jesse should come on my show. Huh? Well, I didn't think he would want to. I figured I was already on his show. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> there's, there's always stuff to talk about with you and Jesse. Come on. I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. That's why I'm selfish. I only think about me. What can I do for me? It's true. <laughs> can we just so- have a 15 minute show where, he, or maybe 30 minutes, where he and Jesse just bitch about something because that would be fantastic. That would be. Sometimes. I want yeah, them to just, just, yeah. just go off on something. Like he, Rich can go off 15 minutes, and then Jesse can go off for 15 minutes. It it would be the perfect show ever. That would be. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's, it so, needs to happen. Oh, the sound off show. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The sound off half hour or hour. Whatever. Or, whatever. Or yeah. 15 yeah. minutes. So when wait, let me ask you this because I see this. Who's Jesse Singer? That's Jesse Randolph. That's Jesse. That's the Randolph. <laughs> That's the, the Randolph. Randolph. 
What that is, is the Randolph? Oh, is that his real name? I'm, I'm confused. Well, no, his his name is Jesse Randolph Singer, but he goes oh. as Jesse Randolph. On, like our other guy here is not really Alan Weiler. That's Alan is his middle name. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Secret identities guys, for us superheroes. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, I'm unfortunately I'm Chris Brown. <laughs> it's not a for- Your name has so much swag, though. Just Chris Brown. It's a very swag name. You you really need to add the J in there, my friend. Chris J. Brown. Chris That's J. Right. Like Michael See? J. Fox. There you go. Swag in the name. And here's a here's a gentleman who has a lot of swag himself. Nathan has joined the conversation. Oh, Nathan? here's Nathan, our faithful caller. Hey, Angela. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I haven't talked to you guys for a little bit. Yeah, you know, we we're, 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 we want to book you on the show, but you keep calling every other week, so it's like, we have nothing to talk about when we book you on the show, man. By the way, turn off the radio or whatever's going on in the background, because you can hear something. Oh, no, no, yeah, whenever you want to have me on, that's great. Um, I just want to let you guys know that uh, I have been in contact with uh, John K. Hutchinson, if you're familiar with the Hutchinson effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Yes, uh, well, me and him became uh, pretty good friends, so uh, I had mentioned that, you know, you were going to have me on the show, and I was like, well, maybe it would be a, kind of a cool networking thing if I could introduce you to some of these guys, because, uh, you know, he's a pretty uh, uh, smart person when it comes to certain different technologies and stuff like that, and I thought he would be a good addition to your program. That'd be awesome, Angel. Yeah, that would be. That would that be would awesome. Be cool. yeah. that w- Do we have your email, Nathan? Oh, um, no. I'd be more happy no, but to give it to I have his, I have his mobile number for sure, though. Yeah, we yeah, got, yeah, I know we got number. All right. Maybe end of the month we should. I think we have a slot open end of the month to have you on. So we maybe should yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, as long as you know, turn off the radio in the background, though. If you turn off the radio in the background, it sounds a lot better. Angel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, He's just rule number one of radio. Go, go ahead, Rich. Is Crystal Storm not her name? Is that no, no, no. Just, why wouldn't no. you ask me? I'm on the call. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, I suggest you Google Crystal Storm right now and go to Google. Google it. Google it. Nathan, Google it. Nathan, seriously, though, you have a radio on in the background. You have to turn yeah, it off. Yeah, you got to turn it off, bro. Oh, is it is it loud? Sorry, I'm in the back. Very loud. We've only been saying it for the last minute and a half. Jesus. I know. We say it, and then you're like, okay, but seriously, though, this guy I know. <laughs> okay, I gotta let you go, Nathan. It's okay. way too slow. But Nathan, we're, we're gonna call you, and we're gonna we're gonna get you on the show. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes, Rich. Crystal Storm is my real name. Shh. I'm he's googling. he's googling it right now. He's is googling. He googling? It. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> This is yeah. why I write science fiction under a pen. The Christmas Emotions Commission is a sexy We're blowing his mind right now. I don't know if you guys know this, too. Did you, the, the, there's actually a porn site listing her with my picture. What is going oh, on? Oh, that's not you. Oh. Okay, all right. No, 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 no that no. is not me. <laughs> <laughs> no. He was about to say, Angel, congratulations. You got her on the show? Holy crap, man. <laughs> How'd you pull that one off? Jesus Christ. No. Oh, my God. No, it's not me. Falling Kingdom, is that you? No, that's not me either. <laughs> Where the heck are you, then? There's so many crystal storms. <laughs> I'll look it up later. I don't want to ruin airtime. Crystal, crystal, you have to add a J to your I name. Know. You have to be Crystal J Storm. Just do it. Just do it. I, no. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Crystal J Storm, here we go. Oh, my God. Do Crystal oh, no. Storm author, you will find me. 
Okay, here we go. Photography, is that you? No, it's not me. Right. <laughs> if it's a blonde with big boobs, that's not her. That's that's crystal store. Yeah, the one that says webcam 4 isn't her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to pay a certain amount of money to enter the site and it says that I'm going to chat privately with you, it's a lie. I'm not. But it, but it says here, Falling Kingdoms, book number five. I mean, that's, that's all I'm not, seeing. That's not me. You're Okay, I Googled me and I'm like, LinkedIn, my LinkedIn page popped right up. And then there are actually pictures of me that will pop up. Crystal J. Storm author. And the first thing it brings up is Crystal Storm Falling Kingdoms number five by Morgan Rhodes. Well, there's an actual yeah, Crystal J. Storm? Did you say it's, G or J? No, there's no. no I, I, I said it more as a joke, but there's actually oh. a Crystal J. Storm? Is there? There probably is. Fucking bitches keep stealing my name. For real? <laughs> oh, here it is. Oh. Future Theater. I was on with Future Theater. Oh, there you are. Yeah, with your hat she was on. on Future. Yep, that's, that's her. Fine. Fedora. Mm-hmm. Fedora. Mm-hmm. I will rock that fedora. That's awesome. I like hats too. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. I know. Right. I know. I'm sorry. My breasts are not that big. Oh no! I was looking at your ass. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the, I do have a very nice ass. <laughs> I'm an ass man. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. All right, man. Explains and, uh, a lot. Yeah, you can only go down and get those fixed there on top. But... And yeah. the face, the face. Uh, uh, the the Randolph, because he is no longer being referred to by his first name by me. The Randolph <laughs> says, "Ask Rich about Paranormal Date." It's one of his favorite G Rich Rich G shows. Paranormal Date? Oh, the dating show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Paranormal Dating website. I have no idea. I don't know. I'm asking you. Oh, there, isn't isn't that with uh, George Snorri? No, and I know that um, J, uh, the Randolph said that, but. Uh, no, it's not. It, not with Nori. I don't know where he got that from. I, I don't know where he got that. But I did a show, and a segment. The, uh, what segment was? There's paranormal dating websites out there. People who are in the genre, you can meet people, like with a likeness. You know, like if you like oh, UFOs, yeah. hey, meet Johnny. Right. And most of these people are really wild. Like this guy had a chainsaw and his shirt off, and like, yeah, I want to meet that guy. I see UFOs. I go, you know, and it was just hilarious. The people, and then. You know, most of the women on there were they, they all kind of looked the same. You know, they were a little heavy set and they, they wore the uh Sylvia Brown outfit, the garb, you know, the big big one onesie thing. Um but did they all talk like that cancer in their throat? Rich yeah, ten inch fingernails? <laughs> they uh it was just so so much fun to look that up. Oh my god. Sorry, I, your show keeps popping up on me. That happens. Uh, Crystal's show that uh, was on there. Um, um, <laughs> I don't have a show. <laughs> no, no. I mean the show you were on. I was. I, was I, that future oh, theater? Yeah. I, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the exactly. wrong side again. I don't have a show. <laughs> the sound clap. <laughs> so it was amazing to find all these people that are. I mean, they just. I mean, it's total stereotypical websites for the paranormal. You know, and, you know, like in the 40s and 50s, 60s, when people were on TV and they also, I went to Nibiru and they took me around a galaxy and I saw mm. a tall white female and she was, I mean, that's what these people are like. They look just like the stereotypical Midwestern UFO abductee. Rich, you should, you should see uh, the conversation that I had with Andrew B., Andrew Bisaggio. Oh, yeah, you told me, I meant to ask you about that. Dude, I gotta send you the, the the screenshots of this thing. I I mean, I went at him hard, hard, and you know what his defense was? 
Well, if you don't believe me, go ask William Whitecrow. Go ask this person. Oh, I'm like, go ask Laura Eisenhower. Also, go ask other crazy people who are lying. <laughs> That's what you're telling me, right? That's where we're going with this, really. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, so you wait. You had a Skype conversation argument? No, no, no. We had a uh, – no, no. I wish it was a Skype conversation. It would have been a lot more fun. No, it was a Facebook chat conversation. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, he had posted uh, uh, some oh, rhetoric that he's that he's running for president and he's doing the whole presidential thing. And I'm like, no, you're not, dude. If you were running for president, you would have been on TV. You would have been in the debates. You would have been talked about by the media. The only one that's saying you're running for president is you. I, I mean, is, is this yeah. like the laws of attraction? Are you trying to like play, pay, you know, pull off the secret here by <laughs> you know wishing the the president so badly that it's going to happen? It's not going to happen. Stop saying you're running for president. And not only is he saying he's running for president, he's saying that he is going to be the president. Like, he's going to win. Well, that, it's, I mean, that he went to the future and he knows for a fact. Why can't just let people have their delusions, <laughs> Although, I will, just because you're running for president does not mean that the media will give you airtime. We've learned this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> running well, for no, president is not, not a guarantee that the media no. will talk about you. No, but that, that's not exactly true because a lot of the folks have been, even the, the Green Party, you know, they've had their moment, not on national TV, but they they've do. had stuff they get on, a little on C-SPAN. Bit. Okay, they do get a little they, bit, they they get a little bit of publicity. This guy has gotten zero from anybody. Well, th- I mean, he could still be running for president. I mean, you know, I can run for president, you know, and just try to run and not get any publicity or <laughs> what I, I mean, what I do love to be on the ballot, but I'm I think anybody can run if they really want to run. What I really love about his uh his whole campaign uh, slogan is uh that it's a time for truth. What? <laughs> This coming from the biggest liar I've probably ever seen oh, this side of the equator. I mean, my, this guy is just bananas. Uh, yeah, this is a jump room to Mars, uh, Andrew. Go jump back to Mars and just get the hell out of here. Just leave. But he said he was going to win, is what he said. Well, yeah, no, I he's mean, saying he's, you know, he's a winner. Some shit might go down. Maybe he does win. I don't know. Maybe maybe some shit goes down and he wins. Yeah, yeah. Nibiru's flying out my ass. <laughs> there you go. Careful what you wish for there, buddy. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yep, yep. Now, this is the comment that started the, the back and forth with me and Andrew Bisaggio. Oh, no. uh, I put I put on here, I put, if you believe this con artist, Andy Bullshitgo, I may have some magic beans for you that, could, that I could sell you that will take you to the land of the giants. I want the beans. Do you really have the beans? I have the beans. The, you know, well, You're lying Taco to me, Bell. aren't you? You're lying no, to but me. No, but ta- ta- they're Taco Bell beans, though. Different God kind of beans. It. They won't take you to the land of the giants, but you'll be releasing some giant stuff. From- <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for the beans. Do you guys believe in giants? That used to be. Uh, yes. Yeah, actually, yeah. I think we're all on that same page here. I do. Yeah. I do. I do. I do. The, the evidence is thin. Not not like mm-hmm. Bigfoot thin, but it's thin. Well, I mean, how old is the Earth? You know, how many things oh. have probably been here and come and gone that we will never know about? So, I um, mean, yeah, sure, there's not a lot of evidence, but I mean, can you disprove it? No. You know, can we really yeah. disprove anything? No, because the Earth is recycled constantly. It's constantly, uh, yeah. yeah. Which is like I mean, a depressing they, thought and not a depressing thought at the same they, time. They tell us 4.6 billion years, but really, where even they, where are they getting that fact from? You know, right. True. Right, exactly. Exactly. Who pulled that? Who pulled that number out of their ass? More we don't know. Right. I mean, who pulled that number out of their ass? Oh, the cosmos has been here for 13 billion years. Really? Really? Where'd you get that number? That's a, that's a very specific number. Like that is a very specific. Not like an approximate. You but know, that's what it is. Really? How did you? Uh, we, how did you conclude? We can't. 
you know, we, we haven't even seen other planets with life on them yet. We can't even like tell, you know, a, a galaxy far away from us if it has planets on it without, you know, looking at little lights that flicker here and there in front of the sun. And well, that might be a planet, but yeah, no, we know the age of the universe. Yeah, that's yep. something we know. We know that. Did you yeah. hear? Um, Stupid. Supposedly this month, that new telescope that is supposed to put Hubble out of business. Did you hear about this new telescope they're putting the out? The Chinese no. one? I did. Were we talking about no, that? No, 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 no. This one can detect about 30 to 40% deeper than mm-hmm. and further out than what Hubble can, and it's going to tell us the actual beginning of when the universe started. And it's yeah, not yeah. that. Yeah, it's not that. Well, this, this telescope is going outside of past the moon, that kind of orbit where it's really, uh-huh. really cold, and they actually have reflectors on the – on this uh, telescope that reflects the sun's light, so it can't ruin the machinery and Who all that. Controls it. It's going to be NASA. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we'll never see yeah. what's actually really out there. No, no, never. no, we won't. They'll ride. They'll just they'll release story. some CGI image of like stars mm-hmm. that they find out there. Oh, look at these little bright colors. They're all different stars and star systems and galaxies and stuff. And that's really all they do. I mean, they really don't show us. I don't think anything real or tangible. Well, the- and here, and every time they say, "Well, you know, the the universe is 13 billion years old. It's you know this big." But yet, there's also talk that the universe is infinite. So it says, if it's infinite, if it's infinite, that means it doesn't have a beginning or an end. It's just, it's always been there. There's no 13 billion years. It didn't have a start or it doesn't have an ending. It's an infinite universe. So which is it? Right. It's only as far as we can see. That's all it is. And this thing is supposed to tell us that the universe is over 20 billion years old. But how do they know? See? Exactly. But it's just it's going to be amazing. It's just supposedly going to launch it here at the end of August, and it's going to take you know several months to get where it's supposed to be. And who know who knows what's going to be seen? It's supposed to be amazing. I can't remember the name of it. I'm looking it up, but uh, I think the Randolph is saying, "Is it the Samsung?" No, it's no I don't not. think it's the Samsung. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I saw. He said, "Ask Rich if he would interview Captain Randy Kramer." Why don't I know that name? Um, Why don't you know that nope. name? I, I don't know because I'm. I only care about my stuff. Who is Randy Kramer? <laughs> no idea. At least he's honest. Yeah, that's true. He's a that's pitcher. True. He's a baseball guy. Oh, so I'm going to interview baseball. Okay, baseball. Captain player. Randy Kramer. Well, maybe yeah, he's yeah. Uh, an experience, or maybe he was abducted and probed. Who knows? Oh, captain. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a captain somewhere. Uh, he's Captain Crunch. Maybe he was the original. Uh, you know, uh, Jesse uh, the Randolph also. Mentioned there that we were the first uh, show that interviewed Laura Eisenhower, which that's true. We were the first podcast show, uh, radio show that interviewed her before you know she became uh, you know well known to the public. And the reason that was because she was on TV doing a TV interview, and I had and I saw like a brief clipping of her talking about you know being the granddaughter of President Eisenhower and how she was uh, approached to be part of this program on Mars and this and that. And I was like, I was excited about it. I was like, oh my god. This is true, you know. This is this will be amazing, and I reached out to her, and then we had her on the show. And about ten minutes into the show, I'm like, "This lady is crazy! Like, th- there's nothing real here. Like, she's just going she's off not, of she's, out she's a She's another Eisenhower. She's she's not even related to him. I don't even know who she is, <laughs> to be honest with you. I really don't think she is. But mm-hmm. the, the the whole time that we're talking to her, I'm, I'm thinking, why is this woman even coming forward with this stuff? So, I mean, her claim was that she was approached on Facebook because everything deals with Facebook nowadays. You know, that's the world doesn't revolve unless Facebook is involved somehow. That's the way it works. Yeah. So she was uh, approached on Facebook by some dude who wanted to recruit her because, of course, instead of just going to her, you know, physically, 
Eh, let's try to reach her on Facebook first. That's the way the government works. Okay, well, I found. I mean, maybe. I'm... No, no, there's no. no maybe on this one. No. You, don't, you yeah, don't think so? Know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I found uh, Randy Kramer, to Captain Kramer. He supposedly spent 17 years on Mars and three years serving on a secret space fleet. Has just released his first newsletter. So, yeah. Oh, uh, send me some Facebook. If he, yeah. if he has anything to do with Andrew Bissagio, then I call Bat Squatch on him. That's what I'm saying right now. Well, he spent 17 years on Mars already, is what you said. Bat Squatch? Bat Squatch is what we call something that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I, I remember okay. when you used that on your show. Bat Squatch. Okay, I just couldn't remember. Um, that's going to be an amazing interview. I'm going to try to get that guy on. Thanks, uh,. Mr. Randolph. The Randolph. What do we call him? The Randolph. I can't Mr. The, Mr. I the Randolph. No, Mr. The Randolph. That's, that's <laughs> the Randolph. Uh, all right. So. Uh, well, you're the Richard. He's the Randolph. This is Skywatchers Radio. We're really over time here. We got Dr. J waiting in the wings to uh, go on. He's not live. So it's pre-recorded. So it's okay. I don't think he's gonna be Dr. too mad. Dr. J. Dr. J, yeah, the no. show's on uh, on PSN now. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought you meant the basketball player. No, no, that'd be that would be awesome. <laughs> I'm not joking. I really thought that's what you meant. Oh no, you did. It's okay. Yeah, I know he really thought he did. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We know. He was like, "Really going to bring the Lakers back?" No, no. What? No. no. <laughs> Richard, uh, give everybody the times for your show again, so uh, they can tune in. It is on Sundays, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on PSN Radio. So if you like what you heard with Rich, listen in on Sunday. It's awesome. And, of course, Monday nights with Out Radio and Future Theater. That was yesterday. Great shows back-to-back. Man, four hours of radio yesterday for me. It was crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Ah, but it was so good. So, so good. good. You know, Bill and Nancy, love them. You know, they're, they're awesome. They are and, awesome. Uh, Jesse and, and Chris over here on Ufonaut, awesome. And they had Stephen Bassett on yesterday, who's like one of my favorite people's, mm-hmm. period. Awesome. And uh, you, yeah. you, got, you guys know the, the background with me and Stephen. He's been on the show a billion times, and he's like one of the, uh, what I, I think, one of the most important people in ufology, period. So mm-hmm. uh, he, it was a great show yesterday, guys. Check out the archive on that if you go to uh, the main website on SoundCloud. Uh, go soundcloud.com forward slash PSN radio. Uh, all the archives are there. Uh, you can also look on uh, psn-radio.com and, and find Jesse's page, Ufonaut Radio. The archive is also there. You can find Skywatchers Radio there, and you'll see the archive there in about maybe 10 minutes after the show is done. But for now, I want to sign off, tell everybody uh, thank you for being here with us. I want to thank our first uh, hour guest, uh, Jacob Israel, who was amazing. And uh, he did something that uh, I think all of us really appreciated. He shut the other guy off. He just completely... Shut him down. He made him feel like Fred Flintstone, like uh, Chris over here said. And, uh, you know, when he's getting yelled at by the boss. And that was beautiful to see. Finally, somebody other than myself made the other guy kind of like, you know, back down a little bit. We should have had that sound playing in the background as soon as he was, like, schooling him on some real stuff. You know, hey. If he uh, doesn't want to get uh, you know dealt like that, you know the other guy needs to like kind of like back off a little bit. But uh, Jacob Israel was awesome again. Go to go to his uh, YouTube channel, check out the channel, subscribe, check out his videos. Uh, that dude's awesome. He'll be back with us uh, in a, probably like a month or so after I read the book because I just got the book on Amazon and <laughs> I'm dying to go through this thing. It looks like it's going to be just an amazing read. And uh, again, check out Rich's show Sunday night coming up, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Like always, stay alive, stay safe, and keep looking to the skies. Love you all. This is Skywatchers Radio. Till next week. 